0: It destroys the soul to hear that you're all hype, that you have no talent, and that your whole career has been contrived. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, watching it come true, it's taking over you. This is The Greatest Show. This is Modern Escapism. Hello, my name is Oodles, the Chinese Democracy of podcast host, and today I am joined by the Hype Master General, Stig.
1: Yo, 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 yo! Yeah, boy. is sick
0: to death of the gin hype craze. It's Gadget. I I don't know what any
2: of that sentence meant.
0: Doesn't matter. (laughs) And last but by no means least, the man that needs no hype, and once called by the Dalai Lama as the most humble man in Britain, it's Biggie.
3: What up, son? (laughs) (laughs)
0: welcome to the greatest podcast how are you all doing
1: all right
2: better than you
0: yeah Uh, uh, i mean i'm I'm tired but you're you're fucked i'm fine yeah of course you are
1: fine
2: uh
0: let's just get it over and done with someone else talk for about 10 minutes so i don't have to stig what have you been up to
1: um last week i didn't have much to say did i other than about mario galaxy But this week, I have done quite a lot, actually. So I'm just going to fly through a few things first before I touch on my main one. Uh, Me and my wife watched through the whole of Shadow and Bone on Netflix. I watched episode one. This is um, an adaptation of a young adult fantasy Mm. by Leah Bardugo. Um, I really enjoyed it actually. Uh I can see why maybe after the first episode you might have gone, eh, it's not for me. There's a lot of there's a lot going on, there's a lot of names, there's a lot of faces. I liked it. There's a lot of stuff kind of hard to get into. They throw they kind of threw it all at you to start with. But like, yeah, you just I just we just really enjoyed it as we went through. Um if you're kinda into your fantasy uh books and shows, I think it's well worth a watch to be honest. Um kind of cool. has this um Russian Empire aesthetic to it that's what i was getting from it yeah yeah and uh it's basically based upon somebody has uh released what is called the fold across the world which is this big huge dark shadow that covers half the world and in there are all kinds of creatures and traveling from one side to the other is obviously perilous and it's just caused a massive rift in the country and there's just wars and stuff going on between each side but uh the the only way to uh destroy the fold is to find the suns the sun summoner and they find her and it's basically about her and they her should have called her, her the summoner. Yes, in maybe my opinion. it would have been a bit easier than keep saying sun sun I can't yeah, even say it. Yeah. The sun the summoner <laughs> every time. Yeah, no, we really enjoyed it. I didn't know if my wife would would like it uh, much. I'm kind of really into my fantasy novels and shit like that, so I really enjoy it when they bring out these shows like this. But she got really into it and enjoyed like um the characters and really got like you know into them and that's so uh, that's on Netflix. That's well worth watching. And the other thing that I absolutely loved, which is also on Netflix, was the Mitchells versus the Machines.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been meaning to watch
1: this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. this is by the people me, who God. did um, Into the Spider Verse, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and something else.
2: Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs,
1: too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Yeah, it's written by, um, I forget what the bloody called now. Um, I've, I've, I've lost it. We'll oh, it we'll uh, Lord of we'll Miller. So, Lord of well Miller done. production. Hold it. it back. Yeah. So uh, anyway, this centers around the Mitchell family who decide uh, the father decides to take the daughter on cross country from their home to her new college life to kind of repair some bonds that have kind of gone askew over the last few years as she's been growing up. And he's very much an outdoorsy man. And she is like all about technology and she wants she's going to film school and he just doesn't really get her at all. Um, So he thinks this is a perfect chance for us to bond I'll take her to college, we'll have this final road trip, and we'll have a good time, we'll have a big family bonding session. Um, uh, But during all that, there is a guy who creates a murderous AI robot who Mm. unleashes a whole load of robots on the Earth, and they steal every human, and she plans to basically blow them all into space.
2: Don't you just hate that when that happens, when you're just going for a long road
1: trip? (laughs) All the time.
2: (laughs) There's there's world-ending AIs out there. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, and as you as it would happen, the Mitchells are the only humans left. So it's up to them to save humanity together as a of family. Course. Yeah, but I thought it was incredible. Uh, it's full of heart, great characters, l- proper wonderful moments. And it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, so many laugh out loud moments. Uh, there's a part in the mall that actually had me crying with laughter. I don't want to say what it is because it'll spoil the fun. But you'll know what, what I mean when you've watched it or if you have watched it. Uh, even using that cliche of, you know, like in animated films where they have like a really stupid dog. So this is a pug. It obviously yeah. has eyes that go wandering and because it's a pug and pugs look stupid and <laughs> they have this <laughs> amazing, they have this reoccurring like right now. <laughs> yeah. oi mouth. But, but yeah, they have this reoccurring joke around the pug and it never gets old. Like the first time you hear it, it's incredible. And then they do it again and again, and it, but it works and it just, it's such a great joke.
2: Is it, uh, is it is it is it a better better visual gag animal than the um, the chicken in Moana? Yeah, because that, oh. that's the top tier for me. That yeah,
0: chicken it's in Moana, fucking brilliant when
1: it sneaks on that boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is better than that, in my opinion. What? Wow, he is, he is great. The pug is brilliant. Uh, it just kind of like, like again, it does just kind of turn up in random spots when they need it. It's like where's the dog? Oh, it's there, and it's just doing something um yeah the animation style is brilliant they have obviously like it's a cgi but they have all, the use of all these hand-drawn animations and like these hearts and rainbows creatures emoticons and that kind of springing around the head like it's the kind of world of how the daughter sees it uh it just looks really good and yeah, yeah it it's does. just it's just a film that'll leave you feeling really great with a big smile on your face like i just cool. loved it so a
3: lot of positive reviews have been around that movie yes what's in
1: for that then yeah, um, so on to what I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to talk about them too because <laughs> them I've watched the way, them yeah, and absolutely. they're really good. Um, I started... Um, has anyone watched the Harley Quinn animated TV series? Yes. Yeah.
2: No, but I've heard good things.
1: I started that this week and i really, really enjoying it. Yeah, it's, so did, yeah I like it. It's very game. sweary, it's very yeah. bloody, and it just takes the piss on all like superhero tropes. Like... Um, this stars Har- this is obviously Harley Quinn, voiced by Kelly Kelly Cuoco. Cuoco. Yeah. yeah, from Big Bang Theory, uh, and it's basically about her setting up on her own after breaking up with the Joker, who's played by Alan Tudyk. Um, yes. How many dicks has he got?
2: That's an odd voice actor to play the Joker, but I'm into no, it.
1: No, Tudyk
3: can do he can do yeah, loads, man. Yeah.
2: Oh, I know, yeah, I know, I know he can. But well, he plays like, the he, chicken in Moana.
3: Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, does he? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that.
1: Yeah, He often pops up just doing random voices or like animal noises and things. He's good uh, in iRobot as well, isn't he? Yeah. but So yeah. they set us around her trying to find herself making her own team in an attempt to get into the Legion of Doom. Her crew consists of Dr. Psycho, who's played by Tony Hale of Arrested Development, uh, King Shark, who's voiced by Ron Funches, and Clearface, who's Alan Tudyk does him as well. Yeah. And her best friend, Poison Ivy, which is Lake Bell. Um, so Ivy is kind of like the give no shit. It's kind of, she tries to act badass. She tries to act like she doesn't care, but she does. Uh, but she's trying to look out for Harley the best she can because Harley is obviously a broken mess. And the joke is like, no, 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 no. It's like, he broke up with her, but he's like he tried, you know, that manipulation he does of Harley Quinn. Yeah, and she goes back to him every time. So Harley has eventually convinced her he is a dickhead. You need to go yeah. on your own. <laughs> so this is what we see. But you know, like um, Poison Ivy is flawed as well. Like she has a thing for Kite Man of all people. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, <laughs> Ki- Kite Man's got a good run in some storylines. Don't fucking Ki- diss Kite, Kite, Kite Man is great in
1: this though. I love Kite like, Man. Like obviously, they take the piss out of him that his only special power is that he has a kite. Yeah, that's a good power. <laughs> but he's a proper douchey, douchey guy. So, and all the yeah. heroes. And Harley lives with her and her and her plant, Frank, who is yep. basically like Audrey 2. Right. Uh, so just imagine Audrey 2, but yeah. Frank. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she forms his crew, Dr. Psycho. He got kicked out of the Legion of Doom because he calls Wonder Woman a cunt. Yeah, 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 oh, I remember that. In front of the whole world. Appar- apparently, that is the limit for the Legion of Doom. Yeah, they don't like uh, cursing. Yeah. yeah, even though. I'm going to watch this now. Yeah, oh, even really though good. the show starts with the Joker just killing people yeah. and their bodies melting, like, mm. that is the limit. And uh, yeah, <laughs> Clayface is a thespian actor who insists that everyone he morphs into has some elaborate backstory. He has to tell everyone, like, this is the backstory about everyone. And then King Shark is just like a really level-headed hacker walking around in a hoodie, his vans, and he's kind of like just normal until he has fits of rage every now and again. So when he smells blood or when he... Yeah. like, There's one point he walks into somewhere and he's just kind of chatting. He's like, I'm really glad that, uh, that Harley like invited me to do this, like blah, blah, blah. And he just walks over to the security guard and chomps him in half. Like it's nothing. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's so funny. It features a lot of B and C class characters from like Cyborgman, Queen of Fables, Jason Praxis, Um, and then it has a lot of heavy hitters: Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Penguin, etc. But like they just they're not scared of just fucking around with the characters. Like Zeus plays a proper like Jordan Beltford from like Wolf of Wall Street character. He's like this self help. Motivational speak, yeah. speaker, but a proper douchebag. Like when Harley <laughs> goes to see him, he's just there with his robe open and his knob hanging out and everything, and he's just like, you know, he's. It just make like the god, you know, Zeus, a god of thunder. Is it thunder? No. Yeah. Yeah, god of thunder. It's just like a <laughs> dickhead. Yeah, Jim Gordon is a self-hating, run-down cop, dishevelled and scruffy, because his life, home life's in tatters, and he just wants Batman to be his friend. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> But yeah they do all this like really stupid stuff like they'll have like a tinder style setup for finding a nemesis or estate agents who only deal in evil layers um one of the yeah. best thing about it is that they break into Wayne tech and the building is big and black with a w that looks kind of like a bat symbol and the top of the building has two <laughs> pointy ears on it and no one but no one clicks no one clicks <laughs> Yeah, it's just so oh, funny. Like it. like it has no issue with killing off B characters or taking the piss out of the tropes uh, or anything like that. It just and nothing seems to be off the table with it. So I've been really enjoying that and uh yeah, I'm looking forward to getting through the rest of it. You can get this on Amazon Prime, but you have to pay for it. It's not like on um Rise. any streaming service at the moment. Um I believe it was meant to be coming to four O D, but it's I was not just about there to say four O D, yeah. Yes, but you have to you have to pay for it if you want to uh, watch that one. That's me this week, so I've done quite a lot, actually, for once. Excellent, mate. Thank
0: you. And you've redeemed yourself from last week. Yeah. So, uh, Biggie, what you been doing?
3: <laughs> um, been a bit busy with work, so i not been up to much. So Excuses, excuses. Season two of This Is Us, really enjoying that.
0: Oh, you're blitzing, How are you, you that?
3: enjoying that, Oodles? Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that show make, makes me ugly cry every episode.
3: I oh, know, it's good, isn't it?
0: I'm only about halfway through season one because I can't put myself through it all. In I don't know how you can watch it so fast. It's so harrowing. It is,
3: but it's, it's good. there's a lot of good...
0: Oh, there's good episodes, as isn't well. there? Yeah. There is. Well, there fucking is. hell. That's...
3: <laughs> but yeah, i been enjoying that. Um, And also playing Final Fantasy VII.
0: Never heard of it.
3: I'm making my way through it.
0: <laughs> what disc are you on now?
3: I am about to do the gold Chocobo Talk stuff. Just two or three then, yeah. Yeah. it's fine. Then. I've done the bit where the cloud has his coma. Spoiler alert. Uh, he doesn't have a coma. No. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking, mate. It's like yeah, a 20-year-old game. Hook it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's acceptable. Um, so, yeah, I'm uh, slowly playing my way through that and really enjoying it and having yeah, it all yeah. over again. It's really good. Okay. And um, I also... Whacked on for one night, cyberpink oh. with the patches just to see if it was in a playable format. And is it? It, seems it, very, is it seems very it's, apt for this episode. Yeah, it's okay. No, that's not it's, good enough. <laughs> it's better than it was last time I put it on. Oh. So I had a little tinker with it, but not long enough to get wait overall uh, impression. But what I did see, it seemed to be running okay. But I hear there's more to come. So uh, That,
1: that yeah. update was 58 gigabytes. I'm waiting what? for the
3: sequel. It's,
1: it's bigger than most games. Yeah. <laughs> it still hasn't fixed I'm, it.
2: I'm still waiting for the next gen patch to come out before I go back to it. I think I'm just going to restart it. when yeah, on the PS6 <laughs> that when, when that comes out. Yeah.
3: And in I, case people aren't aware, it's still missing from the PSN store if you wanted to buy it digitally. Yep. Wow. So we're now into month five or six. Six, oh, wow. six it was dropped.
2: It's still also kind of broken on the consoles and definitely not playable at all on the base PS4 and Xbox One. Mm.
0: So, still playable on Stadia though, isn't it?
2: Yeah, apparently, it's the best, it's the best the version. Best, yeah, the best way to play it is on stadium. Mm. The only game that they can say that about. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I left it in a really good place on my PC when all the patches started. Like, they said, so patch you can just everything. dive back in. So I've left it at a really good point where I'm not going to forget what happened. Yeah. yeah. Basically, it's the end of the um, start. What the tutorial. The
3: prologue. Prologue, that's it, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it for me.
0: Okay, okay, excellent. So, uh, Gadget, you've been doing. Um,
2: well, I, I have been doing what possibly most of the internet has been doing, and fapping. I've I been mean, in, in, inter- interacting with a piece of medium that the internet did has been so wanky, fucking horny for. He, he said wanking there. I,
0: said I heard fapping.
2: <laughs> fapping. <laughs>
0: it took yes, me ages into the brain to kick. He
3: did in very then. well to just ignore it and carry on. Yeah, and he no, no, talks for five comments. minutes about fapping. I mean, <laughs> no,
2: I've been playing Resident Evil Eight Village or Resident Evil Village as it's called. Um and I'm I'm going I'm about halfway through the game. I know Oodles has finished it. I'm not going to be going into kind of massive spoilers talking about it, but I played it for about five hours um on Saturday and I think it's really good. It's um I was worried about it when like going through all the um all the hype coming out for it and all the kind of the reveals because everything all if you've been on the internet in the last six months, all the marketing has been around Lady Dimitrescu or Demetrescu or however you say it. Um, and her Step her three si- her three oh. lovely psychotic murderous daughters and the whole I- idea of being in the in the castle and she's chasing you and it's the big lady and there's the memes it's and the there's... main bits
0: of the trailer everything that they've shown has yeah. been that even the demo was a
2: lot a big chunk a of that yeah. yeah but I'm happy to say that she's not the only focus of the game um, and I'm happy to say there is actually a game there there really is <laughs> there
0: really is <laughs> yeah.
2: um I will say, from what I've played so far, it's doing a lot that I like. A few things I don't like, um, mostly down to the writing. I don't think the writing's as good as it was in Resident Evil Seven, especially in Ethan himself. Ethan's um, one of the worst characters in the world. Yeah, he's one of the worst worst characters of all time. <laughs> at, at Fucking this point. shit! <laughs> like in in Resident Evil Seven, when Ethan was introduced, like his character was a bit shippy. He was a bit of a blank slate because he was like this brand new character. He had no series. history. Did he had no background? He had no history, no background, and he was put in a situation where he was entirely unprepared for it. Yeah. And you kind of expect him to say the, bo- the odd boneheaded thing and just to be reacting to what he's seeing. Fine. That's great Officer, for Officer, you've 7. got to give me your gun. <laughs> yes. In Resident Evil 8, he's this is three years on from Resident Evil 7, he saw some horrific shit in Resident Evil 7, Yeah, um, had his hand chopped off, had his hand put back had on. his leg cut uh, off. His leg cut off, his leg put back on with the magic (laughs) medicine juice. Um, mixed a few
1: herbs together, did he, and just put it back on. Basically, yeah. (laughs) Genuinely, yeah.
2: He was chased by cannibals, by huge monsters. He had to save his girlfriend, uh, save his wife, rather. And all this kind of bullshit happened in Resident Evil 7. In Resident Evil 8, he's entirely unprepared for the situation (sighs) that he finds him in. What happened? Even though though in the intro cutscene, he's talking to Mia, his wife, and saying... Oh it's been 3 years since Louisiana you know we've been through all this we've moved we've moved to another country I've had military training from Chris Redfield
0: Did you notice as well in 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 his study that you can explore military books and how yeah. to reload weapons and stuff.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the ex- the extent of Ethan Winter's military training is that he's learned how to reload properly. Yeah. That's it.
3: Um, <laughs> he does a tactical reload now, rather than just dropping the clip on the ground. Can he, he, he move forward and turn and fire at the same time? As he oh, won. yeah. Barely. Well, no, be- no, there's but no, no, strifing. barely. Because
2: <laughs> there's no strafing. They've put, um, they've changed the mecha- so the first person shooter kind of mechanics in uh, seven were quite snappy, and Ethan moved quite responsively to what you do. Now it feels like he, like the maybe told, maybe Ethan's gained about four hundred pounds, a something. You, because you turn the analog stick, and he kind of you feel the gun yeah. swing round as if this pistol that he's holding weighs two tons, and he slow. And every time you walk anywhere, all you get is this panting and out of breathness from Ethan, even if you've just casually walked up a set. Well, of so, stairs. so I read a review
0: like about that. Me. I read a review about, <laughs> and someone said, "Don't forget, he's carrying a massive briefcase full of weapons with him." But that's why he's walking slowly.
1: A briefcase, because that's that's handy. Just
2: yeah. Oh, that's the inventory, though. He's got a briefcase. Yeah, it's like Resident Evil Four. Like I say, it's not quite as good as Seven. It's about an eight out of ten for me so far. There is some really good stuff that I don't I don't want to spoil for people.
0: Yeah, you can't talk about any of the story at
2: all. No, no, I don't want to talk about the story. I like the way the levels are set out because, like Resident Evil Seven again, was quite linear. Mm. Um, Whereas Resident Evil Eight's gone back to that kind of the classic Resi design where. Everything's uh, done on loops, so you kind of loop through an area several times, unlocking things as you go, as you um, get more inventory items. The inventory management is a big thing. You've got the merchant concept, which has come back from Resident Evil Four. Which is with, better uh, than The Duke, the Duke, he's fucking brilliant. I love, I love him. Some of his, di- I mean, the first time you see him, it's quite horrific. I thought I had to shoot him. Um, <laughs> what, I'd ignored all the pre-release stuff and didn't realize I that he that it. he was he I was love. in the pre-release oh, stuff. I adore him. Um, yeah, but he he's got some really good dialogue, and he uh, there's. There's a crafting mechanic to it so you can make ammo as you go which I'm not so keen on but it's helpful in a fight. Um it is more action focused. I mean I'm playing on casual difficulty because I want the story and then I'll go back and play on hardcore so it might be different playing it on hardcore. Um, but it's you feel quite powerful quite early on. The, o- the the opening does the outlast thing of basically dropping you in a place full of monsters and telling you to fucking run and yeah, survive. No no weapons. That was quite hairy. That that was about the closest it's gotten to scary. It's not a scary game at all. No, at I think me. Capcom
0: have invented a new genre, which is gothic fantasy hor- uh, survival. Gothic fantasy, maybe. Yeah, that's that's there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not scary. There there is scary bits, yeah. but it's not a horror game.
2: No, yeah. There's there's been a couple of jump scares that have made me go. Ooh, it with, makes like, me think. Like, like, it scary. makes me
0: think of Van Helsing. <laughs> oh yeah, very Hugh Jackman much Jackman so. film. That's what it makes me think of. It's like. It's like a 12a horror.
3: Yeah. Mm. Lots of blood and so guts. That, don't get me wrong, Is this yeah. a good thing or a bad thing for it though?
0: For me,
2: my review is slightly different to Gadget. So I let him I let him uh, the, through, for, yeah. uh, I mean for me I think it's I think it's a good thing because I don't think like at this point Resident Evil's gotten so silly and like when you actually get into the plot of it, the bits I'm not going to spoil, it's incredibly silly. It's like it it's silly by Resident Evil standards some of the shit that goes on in this game. Um and the fact that the developers are determined to torture poor Ethan to within an inch of his life, um, more so than he endured in the first game, yeah. um, well, let's say the first game, the seventh game, but um, like presentation-wise, it's beautiful. I'm playing on the Series X rather than the PC. I've got the ray tracing on. It's running at four K, sixty frames a second with the ray tracing on. It's gorgeous. Absolutely <laughs> beautiful game. Facial animations are really good. Um. There was a. It was a big problem with seven. The the facial animations were really bad and really stilted. The RE engine is still witchcraft. I said that on the Monster Hunter. Um, it's incredible. Chat. It looks. You know brilliant. what? And it this is not so a spoiler well.
0: either because it's the first minute of the game. That's the best looking baby I've ever seen in a game. Hmm. It looks like a little frumpy baby.
2: Yeah, it looks. Like babies are baby. ugly, and that's a really ugly, frumpy baby. <laughs> there's a, there's an episode titled "Babies Are Ugly." <laughs> <laughs> no, but, so, they, they make, baby. in games, they
0: make babies look like porcelain dolls. Babies don't yeah. look like dolls; they look like ugly little sacks of potatoes.
2: You know what I mean? They're just little, they're all squashed up. Yeah, and it. that's what it looks yeah. like. It's so ugly, yeah. and it's believable. Yeah, it looks realistic. Like I say, the only the only thing that's not really in a in a game with vampires and lichens and Resident Evil monsters, the only thing in that game that's not believable is Ethan Winters himself.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: the man's fucking useless. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't <laughs> but, understand Resident Evil these days. It gone from like zombies and tyrants and a few lizard creatures to like oh now there's vampires. And it's explained. It's explained. And... Don't don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is,
2: there, there is, a, and you'll have seen this in the kind of the pre-release marketing as well. The, the, the way they sho- uh, shove in the uh, umbrella logo into the game like the first first reveal of it it's so so funny because you just think oh come on it's like in Resident Evil 5 when they're going around going hey this evil corporation we're dealing with now is Tricell and then Chris Redfield like turns a corner and there's an umbrella barrel it's like it's that <laughs> level of crap <laughs> But yeah, it's I really it's like an eight out of ten. It's not quite as good as seven so far, but I I'm really enjoying it. It's a fun romp, and I think if you try and approach it as an actual horror game, quote unquote, you'll be disappointed. But if you approach it as just a fun game with lots of monsters to shoot and some really tasty guns and and the big lady, then you, you're in for a good, t- you're in for a very good time.
3: Mm. I guess it's a good choice of game because uh, this was hyped.
2: Yeah, and mm. um, I'll just briefly chat
0: about. Resident Evil uh, Village, because gadgets more or less. We were, we were more, everything we've discussed privately. We we're more or less like in agreement. Like I think the game is an eight out of ten until I unlock the mercenaries mode, which gave it another point because that's really fucking good. Yeah, I mean that's not even a spoiler. It's, everyone knew they were it's there was yeah. mercenaries mode. Um, that just it gives it replay value that a lot of Resident Evils lack because they skip it on a lot of the games, don't they? Oh, Sometimes do, yeah. the mercy mode is just not good. Yeah. But this one's really good. Nice and arcade here, just daft and yeah. But the game itself, mechanically, um, it is 7, slower 7. I think it's deliberate. I think um you're supposed to feel like the weight of the world is crushing Ethan's soul. So yeah, it, it, it does plod along in the snow and stuff, doesn't it? My favourite aspect of the whole thing is the enemy variety. Oh,
2: yeah. There's never, a lot there's of ne-
0: fight. Like, gadgets,
2: again,
0: to the halfway point in the game, I thought, once I'd got to a, like where Gadget is now, I thought, I'm never going to see different enemies now. No, wrong. There is at least, off the top of my head, I can count them, there's at least 25 enemy variations. And I'm not on about palette swaps. I'm talking different-looking enemies. You think back to Resident Evil 1, zombies, hunters, uh, dogs, Flash. dog. Yeah, There weren't many, <laughs> were there? There weren't many. No, but this fucking hell. And then you think of Resident Evil Seven, just one enemy type and bosses molded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: there was the, there was the, there was two variants of the molded, wasn't there? There Was yeah. the one that jumped at you and the one, one that had walked a claw. at you on the big, yeah, the big,
0: big bloating ones. as oh, well. Oh, big
2: lads. So, so three versions yeah.
0: of it. This is this. Is, it's, that's what reminds me more of like Van Helsing or like a, a Universal Horror type thing. Um. Yeah. I could actually see like Tom Cruise playing Ethan Winters. To be fair, like the Mummy then type be, thing. The,
2: the, Yeah, then I'd be all on board for the amount of abuse he's so. He, oh he yeah, does. yeah. <laughs> and
0: the thing Tom Cruise is, Cruise does like running. Yeah, he does. Uh, Ethan runs. doesn't in yeah. this. Uh, <laughs> doesn't run away a lot then. No, no, you just can't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there was one point I was doing one of the boss fights. Not going to spoil it or anything like that, but it, it's one of those ones where small arena, yep. big thing to fight, um, and I was, I, I was like get to the point, you know, fast turn enough. around. Turn around, shoot it a couple of times, around, and I'm pressing in the left stick, and, and I actually thought, is he running?
0: No. Like,
2: like, had to press the stick a couple of times confirming, no, this is his running speed.
0: It's the speed, <laughs> he's got skulk, which is the default, and then <laughs> um, like, not even a canter for a his skulk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? It, but, but yeah, um, mechanically, he's it's, it's got massive weapon variety as well, and I'm not even going to tell you what they are, but the unlockable weapons are fucking insane. Like, I've never seen this in a Resident Evil, the unlockable weapons that you can get, which you play Mercenary Mode, mercenaries mode to get these weapons to play in the main game. So, oh, right, okay. Yeah, oh my god, I can't wait. It's going to take a lot to get to them because they're very expensive in-game currency. <laughs> but it, it's just, its one it's one of those games that... Everything's explained at the last second. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Do you know what I mean? I was like, fucking, yeah. relax. Whoa, law, law, just shoving law in my face. I was like, bloody hell, calm down. I wish it were paced a bit better with the story content, but it's great. I, I really liked it. I, like I said, yeah. cost of mercenaries, I give it a nine out of 10. But failing that, it'd just be an eight out of 10, like Gadget says. So if you don't like really like survival horror, scary horror, it's only like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be frank with you, it's only scary for about in total a full a, a real time hour. Separate parts of the game, but only for about an hour.
2: Yeah, and all I've encountered of it being scary is the opening maybe half an hour yeah. or so where you where you've got that kind of that no builds. No weapons, stuff like that. And there is a point just just leading up to the halfway point yeah. where it gets a bit creepy. Yeah. Um so far But think that, about like, it, that Gadget. That's
0: that that's Halfway, put, scary bit. It's also a no-weapons part as well. Yeah. So the true horror, you can't technically – you don't panic because you, you can't kill these things. It's psychological. If you can get yeah, past that, it, even if you don't like a horror game, I think it's a good gothic fantasy game to just get lost yeah. in.
2: Yeah, and like I say, it's beautiful. It's one of the best-looking games I've ever played. And that intro,
0: that intro with the book. Yes. Oh, my God. Brilliant.
1: Shh. Yeah. It sounds it's, like It's in the trailer. Bit. Don't worry. Uh, uh, <laughs> sounds like the scary bits then are very much like outlast. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, sort you, of. No yeah. weapons, kind of. You, you, you feeling of helplessness. Uh, yeah. And
2: it's it's one of the things I think it's something Resident Evil has struggled with for a very long time. Like as soon as you've got the shotgun in the game, nothing's hard anymore.
0: Feel...
2: <laughs> it's not that nothing's hard, but you don't feel vulnerable. Yeah. Um. Like most, most in most Resident Evil games, when you're still working with the pistol, you still feel vulnerable. Um, yeah and, uh, yeah and the the game's difficulty curve is slightly tweaked in the wrong direction because it's very easy to get ammo
0: well i i played um, it on hardcore straight off the bat and by the end i was like rambo three i had
3: <laughs> i had bullet bullet
0: bandoliers around me and everything i was like <laughs> i was like and that was just in the main game man you should see me on mercenaries i'm a boss yeah. But yeah, it's really good. It's really fun. It's not overly long. I thought it was longer when I saw my time, which was like eight hours fifteen minutes. I thought fucking hell. I thought I'd run it for about twenty hours because <laughs> I was I was enjoying it that much. Yeah. Plus I were hungover.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Speak of hungover rules what what are you bringing to the table this
0: week? I want to I want to talk to you about yesterday. So if I'm listening to this, Yesterday, Saturday.
2: all your troubles seem so far yeah. away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the world is slowly becoming somewhat normal again, and I got to socialise in a public house, uh, beer garden, in torrential weather. <laughs> so <laughs> got ready, 12 o'clock, meet my mates in the local, got my umbrella. We start the, start the, the, the banter, watch a bit of football on a, on a strange... Um projector screen, it's weird and obviously leads one perfect brilliant. Let's keep drinking. Got to about five p.m. I must oh, five six seven Guinness deep. <laughs> um, we decided to go to my mate's back garden. He's got a nice um like gazebo outside thing. We didn't got we didn't break any laws. Well, <laughs> I don't think I broke any laws all night because a lot of it was a blur. Um, <laughs> so we went in his back garden and we went to the uh, uh we to might
3: the, need a disclaimer after this we went to the yeah. co-op uh,
0: before we went to the mates to pick up some dragon soup which <laughs> is uh, what was it guys, it's 7.5% no,
2: no a, a, an 8% strength <laughs> caffeinated alcoholic beverage of lurid flavour according to the internet <laughs> when I looked it up
0: yeah. so I drank four of them <laughs> and then um, I decided, um, while I was in co-op, I'd get a big, big two-liter bottle of apple sours, <laughs> and I drank that <laughs> out of the bottle
3: like a Psychopath. like a boss.
0: I, kept, I I can remember me sitting going, "Oh, I might dilute this. I might dilute this because it's so fucking strong in it. It's like
3: it's sweet, it's Very proper sweet. sweet. I was
0: just drinking it, it like a fucking goblin." <laughs> <laughs> and I was just fucked, right? And we were we were, we were just, in, he's got heaters in his garden and that, so it, it weren't terrible. And um, just drinking, having shots and all that, talking about football, talking about memories and just having a really fucking good time. Look at me watch. Oh my God, it's three 3am 3 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I better go home. I live a mile away from this house. So I stumbled home. I had to have a sit down halfway through because I was fucked. <laughs> Got wet. Um, managed to get home. Uh, somehow fell asleep downstairs on the kitchen floor. Um, <laughs> woke up. I've lost a shoe. So
4: <laughs>
0: one of my good um, added ass shoes. So fuck knows where that's gone. That's, that's somewhere in Pontefract. If you see, if you see a shoe, added ass. Size 10, it's mine. <laughs> and any of our listeners who have
3: already, members of our Discord group, would have already seen this wonderful picture of Oodles this morning.
0: Yeah, man, man. <laughs> I can't believe how early I got up as well. I only had, like, four hours sleep. And, yeah, I just, it was just one of those, do you know one of them, we've all had them, and especially way before... The times we're in now. Talk about! I never got drunk. Fuck off! <laughs> 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 but these these days that they get beyond us, don't they? You, you don't. Do you know? You usually have, you've got that angel and that devil on your shoulder, and that angel never came with me, even at twelve o'clock in afternoon.
2: That's 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 because the devil on your shoulder's got it stuffed in a uh, cupboard. I think so. I think so. <laughs> and He's I, doing a gadget fapping on your shoulder. He just
0: got to. Like, <laughs> do you know? Ideally, what I should have done. At five o'clock when we left the pub, I should have gone. I have to walk past my house to to go up and to go to your. I should have just gone. I'm going to go home now, lads.
2: <laughs> so, wait, 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 hang on! You walked past your own house to go to the shop to buy more alcohol to walk back in the other direction. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> see, I've I've got to the point now when I'm out when I'm out when I know I've hit a limit. And I'm yeah, just like, "I've right, done. And I walk. Exactly. And I don't even tell my mates I'm going. I go you, are home. you're one of
0: them that sneaks off?
1: Yeah, and then I say, oh, right, no, I've no, gone. Oh, because growing. I cannot be arsed with the aggro. Like, oh, stay. Oh, stay out, stay, stay out. out. Yeah. And then you stay out for another two hours and you just feel worse for it. So oh, when is you the made when, you when you we did s- our Christmas <laughs> podcast is that I was already at home. I yeah. had nowhere to go. Well, you did. You fell off the chair. I did I didn't fall off the chair, but I did. If you notice, if you watch that video, I just took... Is there a point where I'm like, I'm done here. And that's when I just let, <laughs> that's when I just turned it off. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't did realize at some point during mm. that. Like, yeah, just turn
0: that's off. That's what I, yeah, that's what I should have. Like, I should have been like, ah, oh, I'm done me lads. But yeah. like, I were like having a war with myself, I was like walking past my street and I was looking down it, thinking, my family probably want me, they probably need me now. Then face, turn to face the other five lads. They need me more. <laughs> <laughs> so we just continue to co-op And co-op is the most expensive place To buy alcohol in the world Co-op mm-hmm. is ridiculous Everything yeah. Oh god I was like what Credit card bang Mailman, <laughs> <laughs> <No>, man <laughs> Idiot So yeah don't drink dragon soup Oh yeah before I we went to co-op I did call in Chippy as well And got Chippy Fish and chips So have you ever seen drunk people Eating fish and chips while walking Yes It's terrible Yeah <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick a little fork up or anything, so I was like, I'm eating it like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so that, 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 that probably gave me that second wind, you know what I mean? Fish and chips. Yeah. Or heartburn, one of the two. Oh, I forgot about heartburn. Make dragon soup. <sighs> Liverburn. <sighs> God. It's nice, though. It tastes nice on the tongue. But, yeah, um, just one of those good days, and I'm, I'm hoping... When we finally meet up for the first
2: time, we're going to have a good day like that. I'm going to bring a lot of dragon soup for you. Oh, mate, it's incredible. <laughs> I just want to see what Oodles looks like drinking high-strength caffeinated alcohol.
0: <laughs> there was one moment that I remember, because a lot of it were a blur. There was one moment, and it's, it echoes in my mind now when someone's saying, will you get off the garage? Will you get off it? Get off the garage. And that's all I remember. So I obviously climbed a garage at one point. <laughs>
2: Maybe that's where your shoe is.
0: Yeah.
1: Shit! Go it's look on top of the mate.
2: garages in Pontefract.
0: I text him. I text him.
3: <laughs> have a look at your window in Why have you got the garage? number
1: of the guy at the garage?
0: No, a no, garage. Someone's
3: garage. A house. A, a detached garage from the house. Oh. I, do you know what? I was just picturing like some so. Oh, <laughs> well, I've been Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you sell dragon soup?
3: It's <laughs> three in Shouting the morning, but the I need top. more. <laughs> I'm gonna burn us all alive.
0: <laughs> it's so good. It's so. Good. I'm going to be drinking that on his D and D podcast. I can promise you that much.
2: Oh god.
0: Oh yeah. It's so good. I'm going to order a crate. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. So, um, from my depravity, let's go on, Biggie.
3: What are we talking about this week? This week we're talking about when the hype surrounding something just didn't deliver, whether it was promotional or critical hype, or even just friends hyping something up. What failed to live up to it? Like Chuck D and Flavor Flav put it best: "Don't, don't, don't believe the hype." (laughs)
4: Brilliant. I, I I
0: knew that. that I knew that quote was coming somewhere. I said it last week at the end of it. I I fucking don't believe it. I've seen people have that tattoo, and I've gone, yeah, I I like it. It's one of my favourite sayings. But yeah, we're going to talk about. This is more of a personal thing rather than a critical and any other thing. It's it's hype that we've obviously created in our own minds and listen to communities and listen to internets and all this. And it's underwhelmed us in the end. So just this is subjective. Don't be angry at us. (laughs) And we're going to start with stick.
1: Okay. This isn't subjective. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you right now, my first one is 100% not like subjective. This is renownedly hated by everybody. (laughs) probably by the people involved in it as well so I'm going to bore Biggie now I'm going to sit and talk for, for, about wrestling for the next five minutes oh, I, like, I, I love wrestling chat mate. I no, love I'm only it. joking so I'm going to talk about Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar mm. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Good resistance.
1: and that's me i'm done that's it <laughs> yeah so goldberg goldberg versus brock lesnar wrestlemania 20 this took place in 2004 yep. um goldberg was went in the late 90s you had wcw and wwe and they went head-to-head with each other every monday night and it was known as the monday night wars in wrestling and goldberg was wcw's juggernaut i've Talked about him before in a previous massive. episode. This guy had a 173 to zero record. He was like one of the big time players at WCW, an absolute Titan, huge, massive, muscular guy, just ripped through people. um Brock Lesnar, again, is another a- absolute, absolute beast. monster. He's a freak, a genetic freak, that man. Yeah. Um, that's the best way to describe it. He debuted in 2002 in WWE at the age of 25 and he just plowed through everyone. And he won the title from The Rock. So not even from like a lower level guy. He beat from the, the champion after only being on TV for five months. That's yeah. how good he was and how revered he was. So he and at the time, he was the youngest champ ever. Hmm. So in 2001, WCW went out of business and they were bought by WWE. Goldberg and a bunch of other high profile wrestlers didn't jump ship at that point. Some of them did, some of them didn't, because some of them were sat on contracts worth millions, and they basically sat on their ass for two or three years collecting millions, because why cancel a contract like that? It's a buyout anyway, isn't it? Yeah, so So they just received their money from Turner, uh, the company, and when their contract was up, they were eligible to sign for the WWE. So Goldberg joined in 2003, the night after WrestleMania 19, has a typical Goldberg year, just fighting all the big guys, just beating them all. Uh, on the other show was Brock Lesnar. So the, the shows SmackDown and Raw at the time were split into two, so they had one roster and one, one and one on the other, so they didn't kind of mix. So they had a world champ on each side. So Brock Lesnar was on SmackDown. And in 2004 Royal Rumble, these two had a bit of a backstage altercation, heated debate, and during the Rumble, Brock Lesnar runs in. He wasn't part of it does his finishing move on Goldberg and Goldberg gets thrown out. So Brock Mm -hmm. Lesnar is the reason that Goldberg gets thrown out of the Royal Rumble and doesn't get his title shot at WrestleMania. On the next pay-per-view, Brock Lesnar's facing Eddie Guerrero for the WWE title and Goldberg interferes with that, costs Brock Lesnar the title. This sets up a match between the two at WrestleMania 20. So as a little bit of background there into the guys and where they come from, these two were absolute Massive juggernauts of the com- of each company, like you're Wait, expe- Brock Lesnar. You wouldn't
3: fucking mess with him, would you? No,
1: he's, he's fucking huge. massive. But Goldberg, could pick us all up. Goldberg stood next to Lesnar. They just, you know, he's it is physically, de- you know, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for, threatening and and kind of. Oh yeah, they're both big yeah, boys. They're both big lads. Yeah, and like they're both, you know, you, you would describe them the biggest and baddest wrecking machines of pro wrestling. Two monsters, of them, aren't they? The biggest monsters you've ever seen. So you're expecting, fuck me, when this match delivers, these two are just gonna kinda charge at each other, it's just gonna be absolute wrecking. It's gonna be no ring left. Five, six (laughs) minutes of just absolute just beating the shit out of each other.
4: Yeah.
1: And he even brought Stone Cold Steve Austin in as a special guest referee for this. Yeah. yeah. So that it it was even bigger than it was. Cut to the match. Here we go. Rumours rumours are going around. Both these guys are leaving after WrestleMania. So this was the time of about when the internet dirt sheets were prominent where you could get information about what was going on backstage, people's contracts coming up, like people who might be joining the companies. Weren't there things about becoming actors as well? Yeah, so Lesnar wanted to leave to be in the NFL.
0: Yeah, that was it. And Goldberg
1: wanted to leave for Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. So their contracts were up and the crowd knew it and the crowd gave them a lot of shit about it. And there's nothing worse
0: than a wrestling crowd.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They know how to keep a match going. So you've got the crowd basically giving them a lot of shit, and in turn, what the guys did was spent 15 minutes doing fuck all. Yeah, like 15 minutes doesn't sound a lot, but in wrestling matches, that's quite a long match. Like, yeah. in, on an average, some title like, matches have been fucking 15 minutes. Yeah, mean? Like some some will go like half an hour, forty yeah. minutes. But they're like the the, the big ones, you know, really great matches. But most matches last 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. So you imagine fifteen minutes of these guys who you thought were going to like just destroy each other? They just lock up. They do rest holds. They walk around the ring. They back away from each other. They just there's a lot of holding each other's shoulders, a, isn't there? Yeah, they did absolutely nothing. Yeah. So this massive match that they hyped up, the WWE hyped up so big, like these two guys, fine, they're going to come together and beat the shit out of each other. You've even got Stone Cold Steve Austin in there, was just. <laughs> Yep. it was <laughs> absolutely terrible. It's down as one of the worst WrestleMania matches of all time. I think it were
0: like I think I, I remember watching a, a YouTube thing unofficially, and they were like the second worst match of all time. I yeah, remember, I, I remember what I remember the hype leaving up to it. There were, there were adverts on normal telly and everything. It was like it was
1: massive. Yeah, it was one. Of, it wasn't even a title match, but it no. was probably the um, one of the biggest matches on the card. At it least. was probably the draw though, wasn't it? To everyone, yeah. get watch these monsters. Yeah, other than maybe the main title yeah, match, yeah. Um, that was probably the biggest thing on there, and it was just it just did not deliver. It was hyped up to the eleventh degree. It was just. I remember know, seeing the, it
0: like advertised, like a boxing match. You know, why you know why they do it? It's like yeah, it
1: was like put they put so much time and effort into yeah. hyping this match on TV. Um, and (laughs) nothing happened. I mean, they eventually had a rematch Mm. in 2016, so it took them 12 years. This was Goldberg's first match back after (laughs) the infamous WrestleMania 20 match. He beat Lesnar in 86 seconds. Yeah. And it was perfect. That's what you want, though. Yeah. He did two moves on Lesnar beat him, and everyone's like, what the actual fuck did we just watch? Then they had a rematch, and it lasted five minutes, and it consisted of them... Running each other, spearing each other, yep. throwing each other into turnbuckles, spearing each other through the barricades, hitting all the finishes on each other, and it was done in five minutes, and it was great. Mm. And that is what you want when you want when you have two big hosses like that. Yeah. You just want them to just run at each other. It's not an endurance, is Do- it? When the doesn't big have wats? to be. No one's looking yeah. for a technical wrestling match. No. no one's looking for the best wrestling match ever. They just want two big guys mm. beating the shit out of each other. And (laughs) and and when they do that, it's amazing. And when what they did at WrestleMania 20 was they just just the crowd booed. Like as he's literally Goldberg's going to give his finishing move to Lesnar, the crowd booed him. And then the the biggest the biggest cheer of the night was when Stone Cold gave them both stunners. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's the cost of tickets for that? A lot. (laughs) <laughs> a lot I've been to it and it's a lot of a mates. lot mate so you imagine all those fans obviously being hyped up for that mm-hmm. to go to that thinking it's going to be potentially the greatest match of all time and then make some
0: that, Wrestlemania yeah. tickets cost more than World Cup finals you know what I mean there's well, some ridiculous expensive yeah it's... I won't tell you how much I paid for <laughs> no, a no you better not
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was my first one good one that so Gadget go
2: Um, Okay, so for my first one, it's probably going to be a bit of a shorter one because I don't want to kind of delve into spoilery territory for (laughs) present company and people around here. But also because this is, it's a very loved thing and this is one of those situations where I'm one of those outliers where the hype just didn't live up to it for me.
0: Are we ready for the hashtag contrarian moment?
2: Yes. <laughs> um because I want to talk about The Last of Us 2. <gasps> oh Ooh, my this god. man! I did not see <laughs> this coming. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. So I adored The Last of Us. Um I bought it on the PS3 when it first came out. I bought the DLC. I bought it again on the PS4 when that version came did out. You play the multiplayer, well. I loved that. Yes, I played the multiplayer. It was very I was very bad at it, but Factions. I very much enjoyed it. Um I really liked The Last of Us, and it was because I really enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the world that was built up, the presentation of it. Obviously, the voice acting and the kind of motion capture was incredible with it. It just won a Naughty Dog's best game. So when they said that they were doing a second one, I was a bit ugh about it because I kind of expected there would be one coming because it's the video game industry. Mm. Some sells as well. They're going to make another one. Um, but There's I a long wait as well, as- aren't there? There was quite a long way, I, but I was also one of those people who believed that The Last of Us story was kind of perfect. I like, I like, like how it, it ended, and it had an ambient, it, end, um,
3: yeah. you know, ambiguous ending. Ambiguous kinda, ending yeah. you know, it could carry on, or well, yeah, oh, that's yeah. on purpose, isn't it? Because then here we are. Yeah,
2: yeah, but oh. I think a story like that with an ending like that is perfectly capped off because you can, without spoiling the end of The Last of Us, because again, if someone encounters it, I don't want to have them no. spoiled for them. The ending leaves it in a decision of, well, is it A or is it B? A little bit like how Inception ends. Is it A or is it B? Yeah. Um, And I think that works for that story because the story in The Last of Us is about this very grey world where the good guys can be... Good guys are probably bad guys and bad guys might be good guys. And, you know, it's it's people trying to survive in a post-apocalyptic world where... Um, there's a, these infected, these infected running around who can, like zombies, will infect you with a single bite, and they're Think very lethal. The road and, and children of men. Yeah. Like that. Um. But the the story that it tells is this wonderfully honest story about oh, yeah. a man, a, a man who lost his daughter at the beginning of the um uh, on the infection day, effectively getting this kind of surrogate father daughter relationship yeah. with um a young girl that he's. Charged with taking across country because there is yeah, something special opening, about it. Oh, the opening it gets me every time. Still, <sighs> um, and you know the main characters are portrayed. Ex- uh, Jules played by Troy Baker. Um, Ash- uh, Ellie's played by Ashley Johnson, and they're both incredible performances. And they're both—it's like it's—it's it's one of those performances for each of them where it's like it, they're no longer voice actors; they're just actors. You know,
0: it's just fully motion captured. Wasn't, wasn't fully it? motion
2: captured. Mm-hmm beautifully acted wonderful presentation like say naughty dog knocked it at the park so when they announced that they were doing the last of us 2 i was like okay I enjoyed the game what go. are they doing <laughs> and then we, we so we saw the first trailer which um was from which which was t- which was quite br- brutal and quite bloody it was none but of the main t- characters that we knew it was it was all new characters yeah. it was none of the characters that we knew
0: mm-hmm.
2: and i thought oh oh i'm interested now yeah, because different party that's mm. not ellie that's not joel mm. that's no one we know and my hope for a last of a sequel was that you know america's a big place and there would have been a lot of it on fire in this world you could just pick up a story of people being the last of us elsewhere yeah, yeah. and you didn't need to carry on joel and ellie's story no. i agree and then further down the line it came out like oh no no ellie is in this um, so what the hell was that? she's on the on? box be- art <laughs> yeah and she's on the box art but she became part of the media and like when they started showing off gameplay footage it was gameplay of the ellie sections of the game yeah and then it you know then there was reveals it so you have this you, the story is in two halves you have ellie's journey and you have abby's journey yep and all this kind of came out and when the game came out i enjoyed it i enjoyed playing it the first couple of hours of it it was beautiful Oh, um, stunning. The, press, yeah, the graphics wonderful. Granted, my PS4 Pro sounded like it was about to take off mm. because it really pushes that console hard. because it was taking off. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you get to maybe about the two-hour mark in it, and then what I'm going to say is the plot kicks in. Ah, oh, does it. And I stopped liking it. Wow. Not because not because of the events that happen in it. Don't get me wrong. I, the, what they do in the story, I think, is very brave, and I think it's a very interesting thing that they do. But it wasn't fun for me, and it wasn't entertaining for me because it, the story that you're given, ruins the characters, in my opinion. Mm. I know a lot of people enjoy it, and there's been great many video essays saying this is the most incredibly written game, this is the best story in the world. I get that, but the Last of Us Part Two that I kind of wished I had in my wished I had that was kind of in my head would be very different to this, and probably wouldn't involve the characters involved you could make a full game around Abby's story and I'd be much happier with it. Yeah,
0: like you say, a second
2: party. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I... Th- and also, I just think that there was no way in hell that The Last of Us Part Two could live up to the hype of The Last of Us. Because I think... And I think that's possibly my own fault because I think I put the original game on such a pedestal because I do think it's probably one of the most perfect games ever made. It's it's in my top five of all games of all time. Mm, um, that's what you've done, you see. Yeah, and obviously, when you think about it, there is there was this huge marketing push for The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, and it was a game that I got to a certain point of it and I just didn't care anymore. Whereas I was gripped by the first game. I was absolutely gripped by the first game, and I ended up spo- spoiling the plot for myself. I read up on what happens oh, in the plot, dude, and. Well, because I got to a point where it's just like I'm, I'm not playing it. Yeah. Back to this. I'm not going back to this. Like, yeah, it's also it's a thirty-hour-long game. It's like, huge. Per, yeah, which again, Massive. technical achievement, wonderful, and a, bit, a lot of people loved it. But I'm just thinking, I got like ten, fifteen hours in. I was just like, I'm not having fun. Let's see how many chapters are. How many chapters are left? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, okay, no. So I, I went not spoil the story for myself, and I'm kind of glad I did because I, I am not happy with the story yeah. as it comes out. I you're think, not on your own on that
0: one, but A lot of people didn't.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm not unhappy with the story for the reasons a lot of the insets were unhappy with yes. the story. Yes, I get that. I, I don't think it's a bad story. It's just not the story I want from this world. Mm. And I think, that I think, like I say, if they had taken it in a different direction or just had the Abbey storyline and not the Ellie one, I think it would have been a game for me. Do you ever think so,
0: sometimes, like coming from a writer's point of view, that sometimes you've got that writer's analytical head on you, like,
2: oh, I wouldn't have done that. Do you know what I mean? It's, sort of, sort of. Sometimes it's kind of what I was saying about Resident Evil Eight, where it's written really badly. Oh, but well um, I, I can agree with that.
1: <laughs> I, I, no, I don't think if you just had Abby's story, it just wouldn't be as effective. It wouldn't. I, I'm not at all on this. On this one, I'm I'm because... not
0: with you on this, Gadget. To be fair, no. no,
2: it's 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 fine, and I and I fully expect that I'm kind of a, I'm a small voice in this argument, mm. and I'm not I'm not saying like take Ellie's story out of it completely and just have. Abby's story, because then it wouldn't make sense. I think this game's the better than game. your
1: favourite game.
2: <laughs> Probably.
1: Um, but, but Sorry, to, if, yeah, it's yeah, just if, that if, bit if, it does in the middle is I think, to start with, I was like, yeah. what the fuck am I yeah. making me I, do I did here? I, I was like, that. why Why am I having to do this? Why yeah. am I doing? And by the end of it, I was like, okay, right. It makes yeah, sense, it. doesn't it? I completely get why made to yeah. do that as a player.
2: Yeah. Like I say, I'm not saying in any way, shape or form it's a bad game or it's a bad story. Oh no. It's just, it's the hype didn't deliver for me. Yeah. And it was, and it, it's one of those things that through my own hype and through the external hype that came in from everyone, um, you know, the entire world going, Oh my God, it's going to be the most amazing and all the marketing campaigns and all this kind of thing. And, you know, seeing, seeing all the award shows last year and seeing Neil Druckmann slowly get piled under
3: award <laughs> statues. Yeah. Um, it did get a lot, didn't
2: it? Yeah, it did. And it's just like, the more I think it's just like, ah, nah, I don't, I don't agree with all that, but like I say, I'm not gonna take away from the fact that I know a lot of people really enjoyed the game. Yeah. And if you did, wonderful. Yeah. You know, it's it just it wasn't for me. You're
0: glad that everyone else is happy.
2: Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Why would I? Why would I want to take that away from anybody? Exactly. Because you know you should be happy playing the game where you where the people in the game are really unhappy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone was happy actually it, it,
0: playing the game. It didn't drop at oh, the perfect time in real life, did it? No. No. No.
2: no. <laughs> nice, nice bit of post-pandemic fiction. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I, I, I loved it, but um, I, we're going to move on to me now. Um, I'm going to annoy even more people. uh Oh. And there's caveats to this. Because there's a story to it. Uh, I overhyped Final Fantasy VII. What? Whoa. Yeah. So let me let me let me just be frank. Um, I've been a long-term fan of this series since I could read uh, six. So two years ago. Yeah, yes, two years ago. Six being my favourite. So I'm like, right, here we go. We're getting a we're getting a 3D version of six. Now, obviously, I knew it weren't going to be the same thing. Yeah. But we're getting this. And then it came out, and I played it through, and I'm like, okay that's fine, that was good, that was good, bit too easy for me, coming from 6, 6 is n- notoriously quite challenging, and it's only over the years that I thought to myself, do you know what, I overhyped that, and to the point now where I often fall into arguments with people, it's the best one, it's the best one, it's like, how many have you played, uh, 7 and uh, 10? Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> how I know, I'm, I'm not being a gatekeeper or anything like that. Um, but it's not the best one. It's the most um, user-friendly one. It's not overly complicated. Uh, the story is <laughs> the story is ridiculous. But the uh, cause that's what I'm overhyping because I play these games for the mechanics, the, the grinding, the battling, all that. You know, I lo- you know I love that shit. Yeah. Um, story's fine. It's a
2: cutscene, this lad.
0: Yeah, I know I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the, the story's fine. The story's fine. It's it's adequate and it's look how many spin offs we've got from it, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a nice world. But it's a broken fucking mess of a game. It's yeah. the fact that any of you the characters that they want you to fall in love with can be anybody. There's no um roles, do you know what I mean? Um, mm. like top tip for everyone. Just get long range people in your party. What's point in not? Just give all them yeah. give all them the material. Do you know what I mean? There's no point in having a close range fighter. Put them all in the back row. There's no fucking
2: point. I mean I mean there's actually technically no need to have the main character in your party. At all. Yeah.
0: yeah. At all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just
0: have all your all your long range at the back, you're not gonna get it. That makes the game completely piss easy. And um, you can spam it like people say like ah, this is getting really nerdy. Like F eight, Final Fantasy Eight, the next one, is even worse for that. Mm. <laughs> but no one overhyped it. No everyone was like, Final Fantasy VII was so good. We will never get better than this. <laughs> and then Nine came out and fucked you all up. You know what I mean? Nine's really good. Um it is. But yeah, it's just it was one of those things. Like um, it's mainly it doesn't play really well. Have you ever gone back to not not you, Biggie? Because you haven't even finished it yet. But
3: I haven't played it now. Sorry.
0: <laughs> but if you ever go back to it playing others, like I know Gadget, you've played a lot of them. Yeah. Stigs and Stig's Navy even turned it on. Seven's my favourite. Is it the only one you've played? I've not, yeah, I played like an hour of it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But um, everyone says seven's the favorite because I, I just don't. I don't. I don't. I think it's because they like the story the, the narrative and stuff like that. They're not thinking of people that have played like JRPGs forever. Yeah. And it's not that. Think about it now, gadget. It's not, is it? It's not the best to play.
2: No, it's 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 not the best to play. It it suffers from the fact that it was made. It's, it was started for the SNES, and then it went to the PlayStation. Uh, it was sta- N64, it, actually. Oh, it was a fantastic. Franchise- <laughs> yeah. it basically, it 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 feels like it was built for the generation before. Yes, it feels like it was built for the SNES generation. Yeah, yeah. And then, kind of, the 3D graphics were kind of retrofitted yeah. into. It. It's got very five aware- different
0: chuffing art styles to it as well. that way we, through yeah, it. it does. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. Very, it, it, you can play through some bits of the game and be very aware that it's held together with sellotape. Yes, yes. Um. I do. There are some things about its brokenness that I do love, though, and I, I find a lot more fun than later Final Fantasies.
0: Yeah, because some are more mechanically sound. That's why you can't. Yeah. you can't. You can't like um, cheese it.
2: Yeah, my my favorite thing in the world is entirely automating the final boss fight. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. But then also using that same technique to automate the um, how you automate getting the requirements together for that final boss. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I I I don't want to say how you do it because I don't want to spoil it for Biggie but it, it gets it gets to a point where on the first turn of that final boss fight you can just hit X 3 times and just leave it. Yeah. But it takes about 25 minutes. You go away, make a sandwich, come back. <laughs> possibly go outside for a smoke or something and the fight's still going on to get that mechanic to happen
0: you have to spend 10 hours
2: oh yeah you have to spend 10 hours grinding you could just do the fight faster yeah yeah but it's it's, worth it it. it's yeah it's it's one of those break in the game to say you can do it it's like speed running
0: it, it is ridiculous that that's what i mean like i said i've got nothing against the narrative it is a bit simple um, I think
2: you... the narrative is actually the blandest part of the
3: game. You can see it think... coming a
0: mile off. But
2: it,
3: For some reason, it's charming. It's char- they're all charming. Even the worst ones it's... are charming. It's something about it. That's what I mean. I think, I think the
2: thing is, people glump onto it, like you said, and people glump onto it quite significantly. I think the story in 8 is better. The story yeah. in 9 is probably the best of the PlayStation yeah. generation. Story of 12 is my favourite. 12 my favourite one, yeah. <laughs> in general. Love 12. 13 the
0: worst. We can all agree on that.
2: Oh, yeah, we can all agree <laughs> on that. It's a dreadful game unlucky number yeah, so, yeah seven, seven story is fine yeah that's Four. it it's fine it could isn't be it? better then you think it of you much think, to make it a lot better you think of six that's a fucking epic it's, actually I have to have a confession I never played six a lot of oh, haven't people either. haven't
0: but it's it's not overly long it's it still holds up because it's lovely 16-bit pixel art it's it's got a, an amazing like midi soundtrack to it um, I do
3: like a MIDI soundtrack.
0: Yeah, it's just really don't play the Steam well, the version. the music
3: in Seven, don't forget, is quite impactful. Well, as the well. music's.
0: I mean, it's we he doesn't he doesn't know how to not make good music. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, the man
2: falls down the stairs and makes. Yeah, music. he's made an album.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it, it, like, like I said, I, I, I don't dislike the game. In fact, I could almost say I kind of love it. But I, the hype was just. I was like, this. Do you know what I mean? This is gonna destroy. The rest of my year, and I finished it in like two weeks. Literally, how long are you? Have you been going Biggie? Uh
3: When's its anniversary? Since it's come 25 out, twenty
0: five years ago. Yes, so <laughs> twenty five years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You take your time with yeah. it, pal. You take your time with oh, it. Well,
3: no worries. Man. And I just, want, I just want
0: to say now as well, Cloud's one of the worst protagonists in the series.
2: I think uh, uh, yeah, he's. Well, he's well, I think he's one of the most under. Bear in mind, some of them characters. don't even speak. <laughs> So I mean, every everybody knows Kate Sith's the best. Obviously, obviously. he's a cat on a Moogle.
0: Yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and if uh, and back then, when I first played it, I was all about Vincent. Oh, he's not good. He's not good. Yeah, but exactly then I the loved him. He is. Oh, you, you, you,
2: you just wanted the gothic.
0: Yeah, and... you can't even control him for God's sake. Half of the time, <laughs> he does what he wants.
2: You, you know, he's, I've he's, just, you're just going, going through Nibelheim Castle, and you just go down there, and you find a man living in a coffin. We're like, yes, that's my guy,
1: <laughs> my new boyfriend. I've just realised you guys talking about this stuff is like you haven't listened to me talk about wrestling. oh there you <laughs> go. <laughs> I'm just Welcome. like, fuck, like, <laughs> are you talking about? No idea <laughs> any of these characters are. Or any Genuinely of though,
0: scenes. then this is this is for you, Stig Like, if someone, like, if
3: yeah, but at least in the game they hit each other. Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well.
0: Not if you're in the back row with the guns. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Stig. Honestly, if someone, if you ever just felt the urge to play one, I genuinely wouldn't recommend you to start with seven.
1: Honestly, I won't I, ever play one. I know you won't, but I guarantee you, I'll never play one. Like maybe if it, I think tens a, a good JRPG. jumping on point.
0: I think tens are very good jumping on point.
2: I think also when you look into the kind of the PS1 Final Fantasies, I think Final Fantasy VII has the hardest um, magic system to get your yeah, head around. It's fucking weird, yeah. like. The, loads of people criticized 8 with its junctioning system, which was a little bit shit, but at least it told you how many times you could cast a spell. And the thing is, with, um, with
0: Final Fantasy 8, baddies level up with you. So if you don't level up, they don't. Yeah. So and you can never make the game yeah. too hard.
2: Yeah. And Final Fantasy 9 just went back to what they did with Final Fantasy 6. Yeah. yeah. And it works. It works. <laughs>
0: but <laughs> the, yeah, yeah in 7, the materia growth system, people didn't know there's, the materia is like a little Tamagotchi in your in your inventory. You don't even know what's happening. It's just growing ever so slightly without you realising it it's yeah,
2: fucking weird yeah, yeah, and it, yeah and occasionally I still like, can't fully explain late... it
0: and I've played it like five
2: <laughs> times <laughs> it's, it's 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 a daft thing it basically your, your magic spells gain experience as you gain experience and it's it, as they level up you basically get more casts of it during a fight yeah. sometimes you can only cast it the once Yeah, but then if you level it up enough to like, say for instance like when I play through the game I, I like to use a lot of th- um, lightning magic because it seems to do the most damage to the most things yeah. Um, and my th- my thunder materia always ends up, at, at about maybe halfway to the second disc, I'll get a message pop up going, Max. thunder. Uh, yeah, Thundara has hit max and spawned another one. I'm
0: like, <laughs> yeah, What? Yeah, it's had, he's had my a magic baby.
2: The magic is reproducing. Yeah. yeah. So then I can give that new material, which is a base level, to somebody else to start yeah. leveling up.
3: It's such a win And sometimes the, the material will level up and you're not even using yeah. it. And it goes, That's what oh, I mean. Just up. That's what but I mean, because you're, a, you're playing it now for the first time.
0: It. You're like, What's happening in my inventory? What's going off while I'm doing this? (laughs) All these little magic orbs shagging. (laughs) It's,
2: yeah, it also suffers from the fact that it was a PS1 game and the internet really wasn't a thing at the time. So, like, a lot of the kind of the, yeah, it's obtuse and a lot of the background mechanics. Like I say, that whole thing with me automating the final boss fight, it takes so much effort to put in, (laughs) but there's nothing in the game that would explain you can do that. You have to understand how the material works. It's from
0: exploration. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's just from exploration and just from like using and just. It, it it's like that th- it's like a thing where you look at it and think, Am I stupid or would that work? Yeah. And you yeah. try it and it works. Yeah and you think you think you're a genius and an idiot at the same time But then, th- then the internet from, happens and you're like, oh everyone did that.
3: <laughs> I came from Legend of Zelda um on the SNES mm. to that.
2: That's
0: completely <laughs> <So> different,
3: man. <laughs> I was just kinda like, Oh, okay, I'll just play through this game hit and do things. this, follow the the quest and hit yeah. the Yeah, and that's how I played it, not knowing there's so Ooh, much in the background, going man. On, yeah, it's ridiculous. Totally.
0: But yeah, like I said, I don't dislike it. I, om- I almost love it, but I overhyped it, man. Whoa. So yeah, um, I think we're on to you now, aren't we, Biggie?
3: We are. I want to talk about real sport. Um, so,
0: <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Stings of sport
1: entertainment but is different.
3: I want to talk about a disappointment in sport. So, football fans, we're a fickle bunch. This season, um, we're just going to talk about this season. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, it enjoyed it. I've really right. enjoyed this
1: season. The hype. I'm, I'm, we get going uh, to the pub now. As, as <laughs> Liverpool fans, we, we must have hyped this season up massively.
3: <laughs> Definitely. Eggs on your face, yeah, you are you, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're at loggerheads with rival teams. Families themselves are torn apart by Marriages internal derbies. It's a religion for most yeah. Yeah, when it comes to the national team, mm. it can unite the country.
0: It's a good feeling, isn't it, when everyone's on the Media, same side.
3: fans, families, even retail, all get caught up in the frenzy. Non-football as fans, hopes of a nation fall on the shoulders of those eleven men or twenty-two, if you really want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> but the biggest issue that I have with this was the Euros 2016. Oh. I just don't know what happened I just don't understand it the fact that we actually haven't won a tournament as a country since 66 (laughs) kind of explains the fact that we're still holding on to that but you look at the weird thing about this tournament itself was just the fact that we qualified so well but in a not particularly difficult table shall we say Mm. for those that don't remember England Czech Republic Kosovo Bulgaria and Montenegro. Let's have another like that. <laughs> we topped the table. We won seven games yep. out of the eight. We got 21 points. The whole country were behind us. And yet, as the tournament began, we were out by the first stage. It's shocking, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a, and we were beaten by a team that clacked. It was just something else. In fact, the, the country is about the size of Croydon in population and yet and I think some of the players were part-timers if I remember some of them were new new that year as well (laughs) unbelievable so for the actual results of that particular um, part of the tournament we beat Wales 2-1 we then drew against Slovakia and then we were knocked out of the tournament by Iceland (laughs) as we lost 2-1 I just don't understand for now for me I just have no passion for international football. Have you lost it, and mate? Is it gone? I have. I have. I just don't feel like we have any. We we have something to prove, and we can't do it.
1: No, we have there.
3: overpaid players that generally don't seem to have that spirit. They, they they play in their clubs. You can see them when they're in their sort of their actual. Because there's money clubs in the clubs, in <laughs> But you can sometimes see the passion on the pitch, and yet when you get those eleven again or twenty-two. 11, <laughs> On the pitch, they cannot play together. And that particular year was when Roy Hodgson was in charge of the team. And he just looked like a defeated little robin bird. The
1: best thing about that is that the whole country got to see what Liverpool fans saw. Because when he got kicked out of Liverpool, everyone's like, oh, Roy Hodgson, like you you treated him like shit. He's not that bad of a manager and everything. He got the England job. He showed how bad he is when it comes to to managing people with like proper world class talents. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, actually, he is pretty shit. He's a mid table (laughs) manager, nothing more. And like, the problem is, we as England fans and the media, we hype. England up oh, every yeah. single time. We still time. believe. We still believe every single time. <laughs> the last tournament. Sorry, did the Lightning seeds just walk into Fucking yeah, in. so. <laughs> Brilliant. We got to the semi-finals. No one expected it. No. We got to the semi-finals. We could have got to the finals as for certain Mr. Harry Kane had squared it to Sterling. <sighs> We'd have gone 2-0 up. Oh man. But that's another chat. <laughs> 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 but yeah, we hype it up. The whole country hyped it up. The media hype up. You remember um, South Africa? Oh, Right, the headline was easy, because, yeah. it, because of the teams we had were something like Estonia, Albania, Slovakia, Yanks. Not England, uh, Slovakia. Um, Yanks. I like how you in- said Yanks. Yeah, because they didn't have anything. <laughs> it was like basically they had like it spelling out easy with the teams. Yeah, in it there. did. Yeah, yeah, we didn't. even I don't even think we got out the knockout, the no. first stage of that. I think we actually yeah. went out. And Ridiculous, that's the thing we it? do it every time. Bottle it, don't they? And in
3: fact, this particular tournament, can you believe there was no official England song that year either? And the one that was generally used shit. for that,
1: we always just use three lions. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and the I've one that Deleu. they used, the one. That, oh, please, you, I'll get gadget to play this track in, and it's um, a track which featured. I can't believe this. It was um, the lead singer from uh, Happy Mondays, Sean Ryder. <laughs> it had another guy that I can't even work out who he is. Probably and Bez. He's the video features Bez. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's just atrocious. I remember this. It is just, please play that. Okay, game. I'll stick it to the clip Um, It's We Are England by The Four Lions, it's called. And it's just awful. It's like a rave track. It's like a B track for the Happy Mondays. It was just...
2: Wait, wait, hang on on, on a second. They called the group The Four Lions. Was that not a film about terrorists? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: We never learn. I'm just looking it up now. It was England, Slovenia, Algeria and USA. And we just qualified by one point to the next round. We didn't round. go, we didn't go then, much further, though, did we? No, and then we got knocked out by Germany 4-1. <sighs> Although we got screwed. What, what, what by him? Lampard, Lampard's goal went over the line. It would have gone to oh, 2 yeah, It would have been 2-2 two two yeah, at yeah. halftime. It would have yeah, been a completely yeah. different game. But that's for another chat. Mm.
2: <laughs> I, will, I will say like the, 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 the hype <laughs> that follows around international football when England aren't dragging their arses back on a plane is really funny for me as a non-football fan. Yeah. Mm. Um. So the 2018 World Cup, which yeah, as Biggie alluded to before, uh, I was I, w- I was living in my nice little comfy flat, just ignoring the world. It was a nice summer. I sat on my balcony, Nothing having on, a on the telly, but football. The <laughs> well, I don't I don't have telly. Yeah. Whatever I wanted was on there because I had YouTube. Lovely. Um. But I was I was I remember I was sat on the balcony. I was sat reading a book, and I had me coffee and I was just having a nice mm. Saturday afternoon.
0: And I'd have been the drunk, England then,
2: ma- Probably, yeah. Well, the England match was on, so, and there was yeah. the, the closest pub to me was about a half a mile down the road, and it was it was one of the early matches when England were doing well. And I remember so, just sitting there, just reading my book, just casually as anything, and in the distance I hear, yes, like the biggest roar in the world. I'm like, oh, England are doing well then. <laughs> and about two hours later, I, so this must have been this must have been before the quarterfinals, but just as like England were like being shown to be doing really well. Oh yeah. When the pub, when the pub kind of kicked out like later in the evening, again I'm sat on the balcony just chilling in the, in the nice summer air, and I hear about two hundred separate people go. It's coming, on, it's, coming
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: on, on, it's
0: It's coming. such a good feeling though when you're storming Do you know, down the streets. Right,
1: you know the, the best thing about 2018 was yeah. that was the first year in a long time we didn't actually hype the team up. Yeah. Everyone went. Yeah, yeah. Everyone just it's went. We've got good players, Such as we're pride. always we're always shit. We'll probably be out yeah. by the by the last 16. Got to the semi-finals, yeah. nearly got to the final. Yeah. It's just like, do you know what I mean? It's like oh, the, it's just the, just the one year, but now we're hyping them up again. Let's do it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. See, the expectations have been set too high after the last major... Yeah, basically, so we're hyping
1: the team up again. Yeah, soon. Six, We've got a good chance
2: now. <laughs> so
0: have you done with it then, Biggie? Have you actually done with international football? Are you going to watch it? Huh? Are you going to watch it anymore? Have you done with it? Have you washed your hands with it? I don't
3: watch any of the qualified stuff. Wow. Not nah, either. If the, tour- if the tournaments on, I'll watch it. Wow. But I just don't feel that we have got we have nothing, sorry, we have something to prove and we're not as good as people make us out to be at all. And I just think when you look at the talent over the years that we've had, there has to be something completely wrong with our international squad that a team of that talent cannot play well together. Because every other country has the same problem we have in our Premier League we have like i don't know what 50% maybe 75% of foreign players playing in our league is that the issue no because every other country has similar yeah, of course it is
0: the similar thing so World it's not wide. just
3: about homegrown talent yeah. there is something intrinsically wrong with how our international football is developed that when they get to the big stages they cannot play as good as the talent that they have and it, you know you see the 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 um The Portuguese, the Spain, the French teams, whatever, the Spanish teams, sorry. They're just incredible. And you see them sometimes and they just demolish the opposition. They're so good. Mm. And you see England play. And I'll never forget when Ericsson was in charge and there was that one particular match near the end of his his, uh, tenure. And he substituted. I think it was Rooney was coming off or somebody was coming onto the pitch. And they all just looked at each other, and Rooney was caught on camera going, "What the fuck?" They didn't even know yeah, tactically yeah. what they were doing. Honestly, I mean, that's, that's kind of what we've been like since. Yeah, two, it's two, awful.
1: 2004, 2006. No way to be like That the team that we had on paper could have won it. It yeah. was a team of world class players. Yeah, absolutely. That that team is the best on paper. The best we were team up favourites since like '96, um, and yeah. It, yeah, we were up there and. Just we just had a shit manager in charge, yeah. and he just didn't know yeah. what to do. And he just kept playing people yeah. out of position or not playing people he should have, I and mean, it just yeah, I've never squandered. Had Harry Kane up. taking corners, why? No. Why is he
3: taking corners? I mean, that
1: was the last one. Did Jesus Christ? But like that, <laughs> why? when Sven was in charge, he was just yeah, again yeah. hyped.
0: I'll, I'll ring my balls. mate, the Elsa up. He'll show, he'll show England that win. <laughs> I think what we need to do, Biggie, is we need to we need to build it back up for you. Um, we'll leave the football for now. But I want you to Absolutely. still believe, mate. Because the less people that believe, believe it's gonna, it's gonna, believe. it's gonna be detrimental to us as a country, mate. Come on, come on. And I'm sorry for international listeners. I'm not making promises. Couldn't give an absolute flying. Don't fuck get me wrong. I'm English proud football. of my country.
3: I'm proud of where I come from. I'm not proud of my football. Yeah. Oh, mate.
0: I'm gonna get you to be manager. <laughs> <laughs> I know people. I can get it done. But yeah, we'll move back on to Stig. Uh, is, are you gonna talk about football?
1: No, I'm not going to talk about football. I'm going to talk and about book. film. <laughs> oh, you know how I felt like There's something for everybody in this and podcast. How, yeah, there is. This has been a good mixture. I've had wrestling um, and football.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about dice soon. Don't worry.
2: Get into it,
1: man. Just get into it. Wrestling is brilliant. Wrestling it, is brilliant. Like, if you like, if you love stupid shit, wrestling's yeah, brilliant. Um, no, I'm going to talk about film, and um, I might get a bit of shit for this. Oh God, probably. Paddington Two. Uh, no, oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, that certainly lived up to the hype. No, I'm talking about a film that came out in 1959, <laughs> starring Marilyn Monroe, Tony Curtis, and Jack Lemon. Oh, dear. Some like it hot. You don't, clearly. Nope. Uh, considered one of the, <laughs> an absolute classic, one of the greatest comedies of all time. I was not in, the, just did not like this film. I'm in the minority that when it comes to this film, I'm not loving it. You like whole. Jack Lemon, though, don't you, in general? Uh, I'll, I've not watched a lot of Jack Lemon films. Wow. So I so said the reason why I, in about 2017, I, New Year's resolution is I wanted to watch more older films. Yeah. So I wanted to go back in to the 1950s, the 40s, even the 20s, just watch old films that people said, these are classics, these are amazing, you should watch them. Everyone on my letterbox, like friends that I follow are pretty much four or five stars on this film. Yeah, I'm a a two out of five. Fucking now hell! Why?
3: You must be the lowest. You must be the person
1: that's reviewed it the lowest in the world in history. No, no, no. There's, there's <laughs> people do people like. It. But I go, why? Like, so obviously, this film is hyped. Again, the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's hyped up as being one of an absolute classic and one of the best comedy I films and I didn't like the humour in it. I hardly laughed. I didn't like any of the characters. I didn't find any of them likeable. You have two men who are lying, pervy oh, yes. guys who who dress up as women, and one of them uses his inside information of Sugar, Marilyn Monroe's character, to get into her pants.
0: Yeah, it's probably that, that
1: is his whole purpose in this film, is he's trying to shag Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> and by doing, And to do that, he dresses as another woman, pretends to be her friend, to get information so he can pretend to be... The G- Shell Junior, the guy the guy who owns Shell Oil's son who is also an insufferable cunt and does not That's <laughs> a pretty that's good a totally description problem, of him to We've dropped there. a C-bomb Another one
2: <laughs> to, oh, He's going to be kicked um, out of the uh, League of Villains isn't he?
1: <laughs> <laughs> to get in a pants. and that is, that is his whole purpose of this oh, yeah, film that is his it's, just, it's just a shit character <laughs> and put into to that is just like If you put any of these characters into a modern film, people would hate them. It would get absolutely blasted. I do not know why, just because it's an old film that it gets, this doesn't get talked about. Marilyn Monroe, her natural beauty, charm and charisma is, I think what works for people in this, but as a character, I thought she was dull as fuck and she was nothing more than just a vapid gold digger. That's all she wanted in this film was to meet a guy with money. She don't give a shit who that guy was. Like Mm. I said, she's obsessed with shell junior who treats her like shit. Who speaks to her like shit because he's got money. That is all she wants. Mm. Like none of these characters are good and around it. Nothing made me laugh. The whole film, the whole gangster side of the film is really weird it doesn't feel like it fits in this film at all. It's like, you've got this really serious start where two men witness a murder. Then all these weird hijinks where they dress up as women and then the gangster show up again and it gets all serious again. And there's no payoff at the end when she finds out the truth, it's all rushed. And she just kind of forgives him because And I quote, she says, he's not very bright. Mm, yeah. What, what, why is that funny? It's not funny. Different times, oh, but
0: I'm not defending it in that way. Don't get me. No, wrong. I've
1: watched all films that I've found funny. Yeah, But yeah. I just don't yeah. find any of this funny. I don't find the characters likeable. I don't find the situation endearing. The best thing in this film is the last line of the film. And that's been overplayed to fuck, so I knew that line anyway. That's you wanna say it? Nobody's perfect. There you go. But um I think the, the,
0: the, I haven't seen it, I must it, have. It. The, this, it had a troubled production. It went over budget and stuff like Everyone knows that. Um, but it's one of those that I, I got overhyped, and I never come away f- f- from it thinking, oh, it's one of the best films I've ever seen. It's not. It's just it's like a four out of five for me. I liked it. Maybe other people's opinions skewed me towards liking it more. You know, I, sometimes that can happen, can't it? You're like, I yeah. like it because people like it kind of thing. I haven't seen it in about ten years, so... Maybe my taste has changed as well, but I like it. So yeah, brilliant. So we'll move on to gadget.
2: Okay, so I want to tell you a story of lies, sweet little lies. <laughs> oh my word! We go, we, we go back to E3 because I'm I'm back on the video games. This is a video game heavy episode for me. We're going back to <laughs> E3 2018, the Bethesda stage.
0: Uh oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Just people are already pausing this. this podcast
0: and screaming into yeah. the void.
2: <laughs> Wonderful <laughs> stage set. They t- they talked about the new version, uh, the new Rage game that was going to come out there, had Andrew WK on stage, which on a lot of piano. people, yeah, a lot of people were very confused about scared, his presence. I
4: yeah, I get wet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you you had you know DLC for Prey. People were very happy about this one, and then the man himself, Todd Howard, all five foot nothing of him, isn't it Sir Todd st- Howard? <laughs> walks out on stage. His fancy leather jacket and his fancy shoes, his perf- perfectly curly <laughs> hair. I mean, jeans. his dad jeans. <laughs> and his dad jeans as well. Yeah. They were in the middle of the fancy leather coat and the fancy shoes. Yeah, that's it. Um, and, and he comes up on stage and he talks about, you know, Elder Scrolls Online. He talks about a lot of the other things that Bethesda have in the, in the world. Do you remember when he, he was doing, doing it
0: and everything he said, that everyone went, <laughs> yeah. Oh, every- that's
1: E3 for Elder Scrolls Online.
2: <laughs> Everybody cheered every single word that he said. And then he talks about what was next for the Fallout franchise, because at this point, it had been three and a bit years since Fallout F- Air 4 had come out, a game I enjoyed. Gadget, it was lapping
0: it all. It went, feed me, Todd.
2: But well, Basically, yeah. Some people enjoyed it, some people didn't. But it was still a very well-received game, sold by the absolute arse load. And yeah. it was inevitable they were going to do another Fallout game. And so we're sat there going, ooh, Fallout 5. Ooh, let's get ready for this one. It's going to be a good
3: one, this. Yeah, exactly what I was Yeah, like. and
2: he talks about... Where do we take the Fallout franchise next? Space. No, we're (laughs) taking it online. uh, What? Oh. And they announce Fallout 76 with the premise of um, you leave the vault 200 years after the bombs have dropped. You leave Vault 76 in West Virginia and you are the first people to start recolonizing this world. It was at that conference that Todd Howard talked about the mechanics behind making an online Fallout 70s air uh, Fallout game. Because Bethesda games are notoriously janky. In fact, it's a, it's 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 less of a bug, it's a feature with them.
0: Some would say all the <laughs> characters uh, are ice skaters.
2: Yes. And Todd on stage in front of the world's press said, It just works. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Todd doesn't even know what he's yes. talking about. Dear, dear listener, it did not work. No. In fact, Todd, enjoying the fact that Bethesda has this reputation for buggy games, he announced that they would do a beta test called the. Uh, I think it was called the Break It Early Test Application. In the yeah. keeping with the with the Fallout vernacular and its kind of visual, fifties yeah. um, visual style. Vault Boy going, yeah, yeah. I I, I signed up for the beta. I thought, well, you know what? I was excited by the idea of it because I love Fallout. And I thought, yeah, it's a it's a game I can play by myself still, but with other players what in the world. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? What happened was on the night that the beta was going live, I sat at my PC. I sat with the Bethesda launcher open. The game pre-downloaded. Two, two minutes to midnight. It was actually midnight I was going to start playing. It was two minutes to midnight <laughs> in an Iron Maiden fashion. I was, I was sat there waiting for it. And then I saw downloading i thought oh there's like a little patch to like enable it or something like that as a lot of these betas have it's like a 2 megabyte patch that says yes you're good to play it said 45 gigs oh <laughs> somehow the own launcher was so buggy that it deleted the game and re-downloaded it oh god for nearly oh. everyone it wasn't an isolated bug. There were thousands of people. And of course, thousands of people were glumping onto the Bethesda servers to download it again, causing it to slow right the fuck down. A myriad of other things went right. I mean, in the beta... It... Shut up, Siri.
1: It's
3: Todd. He's trying to get to <laughs> Todd's coming for to me. We need to have a chat. <laughs> um... <laughs>
2: Uh, I mean, in the, in leave the, beta, that in, when you, yeah, I will leave that when you do the beta testing of things, like obviously the, there are going to be bugs. I remember walking through this kind of area in, in Grafton where there's a river. I think it's in Grafton where there's a river. Um, and the river texture not being there. Like I could see, oh. the, I could stand on the riverbank and see under the world. <laughs> it was that buggy. And so they said, okay, yeah, we, we know the bugs. The game comes out in two months. So I was like, is that really enough time to fix all this? It wasn't. No, friend, it wasn't. The game was released in an absolute state. People with like really high powered PCs couldn't achieve a frame rate above twenty frames a second. The game you, characters would just fall through the world. It was impossible to matchmake on on lobbies.
0: There was that lovely bug that I saw where people spent ages on the character creation and it just came out as the default one as soon as Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you clicked accept. There was, Everyone's default.
2: Yeah, there was progress getting deleted. Um but the biggest problem with the game was conceptual. Because the idea was that, like I say, it was just it, you were in in a vault when the bombs dropped. Two hundred years later, your character emerges, and you have to repopulate West Virginia. Great. Problem is with repopulator, there's no fucker there. No <laughs> is one, man, this robots. <laughs> but in the advertising, Todd Howard was like, "Hey, it's sixteen times the size of uh, Fallout 4's map." It is. And there's fuck all in it. <laughs> it's just nothing. there. It's this beautifully rendered version of the West Virginia countryside. And don't get me wrong, when it runs, the game is gorgeous. Like there are, there are some really wonderful things that you can see in that game. But there's nothing. There was no NPCs. There was nothing to do. The quest lines were all just given to you by fucking robots. And there weren't even quest lines. It was just go here and collect this. Go here and collect that. Hey, there's a big monster over there. Oh, it's flattened me because it's 14 levels higher than I am. And it was just the most (laughs) mind-numbing, annoying thing in the world. There was so much bad feedback. It broke Bethesda's um, ticketing service because along with many, many other things, there was the collector's edition. Everyone loves the collector's (laughs) edition. I am going to say, it wasn't all
0: bad. They all got those lovely uh, bags, didn't they?
2: Well, no, they didn't get their their canvas bags because if you bought the £100 Power Armor Edition, which gave you a nice big Brotherhood of Steel Power Armor helmet, (laughs) yeah. And it was said it comes it comes in this one a wonderful canvas bag that's a heavy duty to protect it and everyone was yeah, like yeah, Mint. Yeah. no what everyone got was some fucking polythene thing that they bought in sports direct
0: they, you, can't was, have a, you can't have a cigarette while wearing that bag because you're
2: does, going up it's like in flames like a nylon
1: like yeah. uh, tracksuit bag it, yeah, yeah it's, yeah, like, it's made, like a made
2: of a shell suit or something like, that. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah.
1: Mizuno <laughs> tracksuit top
2: yeah. <laughs> so 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 Bethesda said okay we'll 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 they eventually they got to the point where they said okay we will sort it out log a support ticket. Fine. People went onto the Bethesda website and logged a support ticket. The support site was so broken, yeah. it exposed their personal yeah. details to the internet. <laughs> Everything that's happened. It it feels like when Todd stood up on stage and says, it just works, there was <laughs> this was butterfly effect of bullshit, just this constant wave. And the, the worst thing is they kind of still haven't fixed it, but they have managed to put in a paid-for monthly season event
3: Yay. You can pay a
2: tenner a month for some digital bullshit in this game that doesn't work still. They put in the Wastelanders content, which was like this big expansion which added NPCs to the world. I went back to play I thought, hey, it might be interesting now. No, because they they wrote the story on the back of a cigarette packet in the pub. There's nothing to it. <laughs> the characters are shite. I mean, Fallout's not known for having the most wonderful characters in the world, but at least like...
3: Ooh, uh, I'm going to jump in Liam there. Liam Neeson, I'm one of them. I fell in love with Fallout 3. Mm. I played the shit out I of it. I love Fallout 3. All DLC. I was a bit disappointed before, but I was like you. I remember this being traded and warning bells went off straight <laughs> in my head. As soon as he said online, I thought that is not what Fallout is about. For me, it's about a little journey you take as a player yeah. in a single player game in this beautiful world that is janky and all that. But at least it's atmospheric. Yeah. But I thought online, what are you doing? That's it's my most hated word in the world.
2: I think I, I, I think <laughs> the thing is, it, it, no one expected it to, but it worked for the Elder Scrolls Online. But that universe suits better being an MMO. Did it worked straight away, though, did it? Oh no, it was a broken mess to start with, but it got to a point where it, it's functional, oh, yeah. functional and entertaining, and Massive lots of people enjoy it nowadays. Yeah, and I think that you know, it it probably wasn't Todd's idea. I think it might have been the Zenimax like parent company that went. We can. We've sold this for Elder Scrolls. Can we sell it again for Fallout? And Todd Howard went. I can do it, and he fucking couldn't. <laughs> um. So yes, Todd. Uh, Todd Howard. I. I. I know. That I know he that, listens
0: to this show as well. So he's going to be sat well, there going, oh.
2: Yes, I know he listens to the show, and I <laughs> know he, I do? And I know Candy Machine, who's joining us for the D and D podcast that's coming out. She will stab me in the face for this one.
0: She's um, sharpening. She's sharpening her knives. She, she's
2: sharpening her knives because she adores Todd Howard and and his and his filthy little lies. But um, yeah, so yeah, that is that. That's my of seventy six. Because the thing is, I actually was kind of excited for the game. I thought it was a really interesting. You believed way. him. I believed in Todd's little lies. He 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 lied I directly remember, to my face. I remember he one broke my heart from
0: it. <laughs> I read this. I read this on the uh, IGN a few years after, and some they were, they were going through some of the um Bethesda for, like official forum threads and stuff like that, and people were saying you know it's the uh, Andrew WK curse you know this You've, have you ever heard about the Andrew WK curse <laughs> when he's been involved in certain things it ruins it like
2: it's not his fault <laughs> I was going to say he was there for rage too he wasn't there for Fallout that's what I said I was like what
1: I thought I was just every now and again he just wakes up him and that just goes fucking Andrew Andrew WK yeah you ruined it yeah. <laughs> why did we have that presentation <laughs>
3: Well, uh, the only thing I liked about the trailer was the West Virginia song oh no song. don't no. you said it now s- it's
2: in my head oh. country roads
4: take
3: I mean, the way they, the way they sold that, yeah, it just looked oh, yeah. really yeah. good because it was interesting. That was the only thing I thought. If they pull it off, then yes, I would eat yeah, my again, hat and all that. Again, but,
2: the, I think that they spent more on the advertising campaign than they did on the online functionality of the game. If I'm perfectly honest, I think it's a massive shame. Genuinely, it, yeah, I and that's I think that's the hardest thing. I mean, I, I know I'm being funny and ranting about Todd Howard and his filthy little lies. It's but, not um, him, is it? Really? Let's no, it's 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 not him. I think conceptually the game is good. there is a really good idea in there, mm. but it's been so woefully. It's NPCs now. <laughs> yeah, but like I say, they're not good because they were rushed out in the space of a year after the game coming out yeah. because everyone kicked off about there being nothing Copying to do. Copy paste
0: them into the world.
2: Yeah, um, I think had had the game been released a year later. And they had that content in there from the start. I think it would have been a much better game and a much more stable one, and one I would have enjoyed a lot more. I don't think they'll
0: risk this again for the franchise. I think the next Fallout is going to be a lovely little single-player thing, and that's. I think we're going to enjoy it genuinely.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm kind as long of kind of the ho- characters not
0: ice skating because it genuinely. To get rid of those <laughs> fucking green me. menus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: And, I'm kind of hoping now that Microsoft own Bethesda and they own Obsidian. Yeah. We're going to get New Vegas 2. Yeah, that'd be lovely. I'll be forgive nice. Todd for all of his transgressions if he can make that happen. Because Microsoft Outer Worlds idea. were good. Yeah, Outer Worlds was better than 76.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I mean. I know it's not the same people, but it's Obsidian, isn't it? Yeah. And that were good. And yeah. you you don't need a huge budget. You just need a fucking a game that works. <laughs> that's yeah. what he boils down to. <laughs>
2: It's really bad that in 2021 all we ask for is a game that doesn't break. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, I, I, know, I know it sounds wanky, us sat here. We, we don't make games. <laughs> but no. it's, it, yeah, it's, if you have a bad sandwich, you're allowed to complain how bad that sandwich was. You know what I mean? It's, it's one yeah. of those things. But yeah, uh, we'll move on from that because Gadget is steving. He's
2: furious.
0: furious. Um, we're going to move on to mine. Um, hold on. Here we go, guys. Get ready. You told us to get um, ready for the last one, and we weren't prepared. You weren't prepared. This one... Um, I agreed with the last one. This one is the TV show <laughs> Friends. Now, everyone knows <laughs> my history with Friends. As I said on the last... I've not watched it. And I was
1: planning. How can you comment on it, then? Listen. You've not watched it. Listen. Makes no sense.
0: No. Last time, I said I'd not watch it. This week, I've watched season one
2: of Friends. Did you watch Friends in preparation for the for the hype discussion? Yep. So <laughs> does, does that <laughs> Yo. mean you went into it with your opinion coloured slightly because you thought the hype won't deliver? I don't know.
3: So. And the first season is probably not the best either. They're, they're still getting into. I the understand that. I understand things. that.
0: So, um, rather than he just wanted to rag on Friends, didn't he? I didn't like it. He Let's did. just say <laughs> so.
3: At this point, he's my phone. I didn't
0: dislike everything. So what? rather than like add my favourite episodes, because some episodes I, 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 I had a bit of a belly laugh. I, I was, that surprised me. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's mm. about as hysterical as I got. Um, but yeah, um, rather than reviewing individual episodes, I'm reviewing individual friends, the people.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're all so
1: horrible I, people. I've sorry. got
0: little notes. So the first person I'm reviewing is someone called Ross. Um, the note I've put is dull, boring, and has a creepy relationship to his sister that's almost romantic.
2: <laughs> that's about right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that worried me.
1: Well, that. Well, yeah. You haven't even got to the series oh, without that. Dear. Then. <laughs> uh, there's a
0: character called Phoebe, um, mm-hmm. and I've put is she clever or is she just daft? I can't tell.
2: do no, you soft. ever find that out?
0: I, I think she's I think she's smarter than she's letting on so far. I've got one, Joey, obviously I know who he is, from the spin-off Joey.
2: <laughs> Which was your I've infinitely put, preferred programme.
0: <laughs> I've put Harmless and the Comedy Relief. Genuinely nothing against him. I d I didn't dislike him.
3: Good cool. Good cool. I didn't dislike him at all. Happy with that.
0: Um, the next one I've put, because I couldn't remember her name, I've put Ross's sister. Um, okay. Courtney Cox. <laughs> I know I know the actress. Um has she shagged Ross before the show started and <laughs> nobody mentions it. <laughs> Slash dull. Has she shagged Ross? You can spoil it for me. No, no, no. Right. what? No. Okay.
3: The sister. The sister and, and I know, but There's
0: something there, mate. No, there isn't. A bit oh, just... up about that. I'm telling you now. <laughs>
1: there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's a, there is a, moment. See, something See? happened. Something yeah. happened at one point.
0: Next one, Rachel. It was a like
1: by accident. <laughs>
0: by accident.
4: Yeah. By accident. Oh
0: no! <laughs> Got stuck in the yeah. washing machine. That kind of accident. No. No, never mind. Stuck in a pile of coats, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the next one, Rachel. Uh, genuinely the best character in it for me. Starts off as just a humble person and is the only person with an arc humble. in the first We're season. Humble? humble.
4: Like,
1: what? What are you What, are you what show did you about? watch?
0: Friends, it's humble. called. It's called Friends. You're quite humble at the
3: beginning.
1: No, but she, she wasn't. Away. She was running away from a from a, bar, uh, yeah, from a wedding. wedding. She's
3: so self centered. I like Rachel. Shut up. She
1: literally goes to Monica, asks her to live with her. She didn't even invite Monica to a wedding despite being best friends. Despite being best friends with her up to like, the point they were like twenty.
0: <laughs> Humble Rachel. Yeah. Fuck me. Like to. <laughs> I like.
3: I think were you watching this when you'd had a bottle of apple cider. watching this.
0: I did watch I did watch the final two episodes this morning. <laughs> the next one wow. it's it's um, Carry on. it's um It's actually um Arto corrected to Chandelier. No, and that's how it's stayed. <laughs> the worst character that's the episode I've, title I've there. the worst character, unfunny and tries to diffuse situations by pulling funny faces and quips. Can he be any more of a prick? I've seen friends now, guys it's overhyped I think it's shit have. bored crap shit, I won't really watch another done. season done that's me Biggie done. moving on
1: to you <laughs> unless anyone's <laughs> got anything to add on that I think he was going to come in and talk about I thought he was going to do It's Always Sunny Philadelphia Ooh, Just... no, I, was, no, I, was, I was prepared no, for that I don't
2: dislike that at all so the, so the thing is we're friends friends is sure that in 2021 is not a good watch it's not it's very un-PC. Rachel's brilliant. It's wildly offensive Dude, Wildly offensive so to a lot of things. It's very uh, fat-phobic. It's very homophobic at times. Um, it can be incredibly wrong, I think, is the best way to put It puts itself on the yeah. wrong side of society in a lot of places. Mm. Um, the thing is, your assessments of the characters from the first season are really funny because it all gets kind of upended as it goes. Like As the seasons go on, Ross gets very interesting, then he gets incredibly annoying. Oh really? Um, yeah. Joey gets progressively more dickheadishness as Dick oh he's headed? so armless he in to... the first season. Oh he's no, stupid. he is terrible
3: by the end.
0: Is he? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's barely. I thought he were a side character for a long time. He's barely in it. No,
3: nah. he's very funny at one point where just everything he does, he just gets the wrong end of. He's thick as shit, but in the right way, it's just very funny. Yeah, but...
2: there's some of the stuff. Some of the stuff that he pulls, like is, especially his treatment of women. He is awful to women. Is it? Um, yeah. Oh, really? Like re- like really bad. Um, Chandler. Chandelier's
0: not very good.
2: No, to be honest, actually, Chandler <laughs> becomes the most sympathetic character in it because. Oh, does he? When you actually find out his backstory and he's you like realize, you realize why he's the way he is. Oh. Ah, yeah. he's had he had a, for his insecurities type thing. Sort of, he has a very damaging childhood.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, some of his quips are very subtle. Sometimes they're, they're not in season so, yeah. one. No. <laughs> But they get better.
2: The, the 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 best the best thing that I ever read about Friends was um, that, that there was a theory in because I cause I did media studies as an A level. There's a mm. theory upon among like kind of TV critics and media people that Friends exists only as a vehicle for advertising. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because because as you go on, so uh, like for instance, like Rachel gets a job in the second season at Bloomingdale's.
1: Oh, the real Bloomin' Nails. Mum calls it Bloomies.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> fuck off. Um, she's, she's so humble. No. Um, as the season goes on, she then gets a job at Ralph Lauren. Really? Ralph Lauren, or whatever, it's, however you pronounce it. Um, there is there is one, one of Chandler's side gags um, where, so the actress who plays Phoebe at one point gets pregnant and they have to write in her being pregnant into the story. Fair enough. Okay. It happens to a lot of actresses. Um, and the story that she writes in is that she becomes a surrogate mother for her brother, because because oh, because bro- because her brother's wife can't have children.
0: Oh right, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. she
2: so she carries it's so she, not yeah. incest,
0: yeah, it's she not carries incest a child. yeah, not the way you're thinking. I'm noodles. Like, have I predicted the whole arc.
2: No, but so so that that's how it's written around the actress being pregnant. And in the episodes where she's kind of like discussing like what she's going to do, she, she says, "I could give my brother Frank the greatest gift in the world." And Chandler's response was. So wait, you're going to give them a baby and a Sony PlayStation? Oh That's no! That's the exact dialogue oh, for it. No. It's, like, it's yeah. so bad. With Gran Turismo. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. The the Friends is such a weird watch now. If you were to watch it, like mm. it. The thing is, it it made a lot of it, it. It broke a lot of ground for the idea of sitcoms in that fashion, because a lot of sitcoms... too much that,
0: canned laughter, more than any sitcom I've ever watched. It's Live audience, yeah, it's a live it? audience. Oh, yeah, fuck it were canned. Yeah.
2: In the in the in the nineties, kind of in America, you had the two big sitcoms, which were Seinfeld and um, yeah, yeah, and Friends, and they both kind of plumbed different directions in it. Where Friends was quite gentle humor, a little bit risque from time yeah. to time, but it was very gentle humor. You can have it on in the afternoon, can't you? It's not, yeah. Whereas yeah. whereas Seinfeld went yeah. the more surreal uh, in the more surrealist humor, and the mm. just the having weirder and weirder characters and weirder situations, mm. um, and. I'm not quite sure the point I'm trying to make here but I think the problem is Friends doesn't work now and it So I'll skip
0: Friends and go to Joey then, yeah? No No.
2: worse I think if we didn't have Friends we wouldn't have the Big Bang Theory and I think that's its greatest crime Right It's pure existence made for the existence of the Big Bang Theory Oh, wow
0: (laughs) So I'm alright to just never watch any more of it, yeah?
2: No, I mean I'll
0: be fine. I you know, like that. It. I'll be fine.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it, You're not really missing out. Like you've experienced. Like I say, all you would all you would be watching for is the references that people constantly
3: put out yeah. on the internet. Yeah, it's a sitcom of its time. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, I, you know, I, I loved could, it. Could I really totally enjoyed it. That. I've watched it several times. Yeah. but now yes, it has dated. No, oh. it's a good, great moment, isn't it.
0: But I, I think my reviews are spot on. <laughs> the individual <laughs> friends. Oh, so don't argue with me, and we'll move on to Biggie.
3: So yeah, I just wanted to talk about um, one game that was pretty hyped up, but I don't know if the media were completely behind this. I think the fans were behind the hype, and that's Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, wow, I have mentioned this game I think before on the pod. So don't want to talk too much about yeah. it, but it's just the fact that you had arguably three great games beforehand. I think one um, was a, a slightly different format to how the other two came out. So it obviously evolved as it went, but I loved playing one. I loved playing two. I thought it was excellent. Three really enjoyed. Ending was that little bit. The ending's not the worst thing Three, trust me. But yeah, a lot of people looking forward to this, Um, but not helpfully, it got handed out to a completely new team, Um, and then during development, people left... Uh, the game finally came out. They tried to do a different way of mechanics in the game. Some of it works, some of it doesn't. It was more open-ended game world, uh, which kind of worked in some respects. The thing that was missing for me in this particular game was the fact that you have, as you go through the story, what was very similar to the previous Mass Effect games was that you build up your your team, as you want to call it, your squad, and you get these interesting side characters that almost make... Their side story is more important than the main Great. quest because it's interesting. You want to help these people and their characters come with a story. The acting is generally it top. It felt mark. more
0: like a Star Trek, didn't it?
3: Yeah, and it it's missing from this. The, the, all the characters pretty much throughout the whole game, none of them are interesting. I couldn't tell you what any who any of them were without having to research it. There's just nothing sticks in my mind. The enemy aren't interesting. And as soon as you start playing with the mechanics of building your weapons, your gear up, you end up becoming so overpowered that all the battles yeah, on the, the game, first planet. it's easy. <laughs> it's just such a simple so game to play. But I love it because it was a game that I played when my daughter was born and it was one of those weird things that I played that was easy with her in the room or I was holding her in my arm, I could play it one-handed. Mm. And it was just a go-through-the-motions game. I wouldn't really recommend it to anybody, no. but it's an okay game.
0: Mechanically, it's sound.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, when, it's now the fix not... <laughs> well When it came out, best thing about it was the the faces. The, um,
1: the faces it was, yeah. became
3: famous for the glitches. The bugs were just something else. Yeah, I thought I thought and my yes, main character was, like, was an
0: alien for ages.
3: Yeah, like Fallout seventy six was the same problem. It was glitched. It was bad. And oh, Andromeda yes, weren't that bad. <laughs> no. But it it certainly had its moments. But but no, I mean I enjoyed it. It was okay. But I think the fact was that it had the tag, the name. Everybody was expecting so much from this, Mm. and the fact that the the trilogy are coming out as remastered now just goes to show you um, the impact of that original game. And I just think this game was poor, couldn't live up to the expectations that everybody had for it, and. As you say, on its own, it's an okay game. It's playable. I, I, don't, I it. don't dislike I it. it. I
0: think it's like a solid a solid 6 out of 10.
3: But it couldn't reach the you heights. Know, Mass-,
2: Mass Effect Andromeda suffered because EA took the primary Mass Effect team from Bioware and they put them on Anthem, so it was all worth it. <laughs> I mean, Andromeda, Andromeda does
0: play like a proto-Anthem with the jetpack and stuff. It does. Kinda. Yeah. A Kind of. A lot of the buttons yeah. are the same buttons as well. And as we all know, Anthem was an absolute success, a roaring success, so we've got egg on his face now, haven't we? <laughs> We're in the darkest
3: timeline now, guys. We really are. <laughs> well, I really hope they do do another Mass Effect. They give it some. Yeah, they will. I, I don't think. I don't, I don't think the series friends. is Who dead, knows?
0: especially with the money they'll get from this re- remaster. I think it will live on and we'll forget all about it. It's just. It's just. Let. It's not Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls bad. It's just <laughs> not good. That's the. That's it, isn't it? It's. It's yeah. just there. It's just there. But yeah, um, from that, I think we've, we've covered everyone, haven't we? Um, yeah. I think we've got a, a, a bulging, a really bulging male yes. sack. I, we, we can all just relax now and let like, Gadget narrate
1: these incredible. <laughs> one one of those weeks of that I'm glad we don't. We don't, uh, don't swap roles. not sw- 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 swap <laughs> roles anymore. <laughs> so s-
0: stick around for the next hour because Gadget's yeah. got some feedback.
2: <laughs> well, I, no one told me that it was essay writing week. People love hype. I I feel like I'm an English teacher right now. Uh, Let's get let's get started. Terrestrial extras emailed in saying uh, the Harry Potter hype train expressed the departure from platform nine and three quarters in 1997. (laughs) It was everywhere, but I was far too cool at the time to read children's books. As the train train rolled on, you saw people reading it on every reading it everywhere on the bus, the tube. It was all over the media. Then came the movies. I was still far too cool to watch these children's movies, but the train kept rolling. Eventually, I grew up and realised that I had never actually been cool at any point in my life, and my first encounter <laughs> with the franchise was definitely <laughs> Hallows Part 1. Oh, wow. It was okay, so I decided to start with film one, because that's what you do. You watch the second to last in a series, then go to the beginning. I like to do things like that. That's fine. Yeah. You like to read the back yeah. of a book. Yeah. I'm all for that. So the first Harry Potter film had a good fish-out-of-water concept, but it wasn't particularly well-executed. Film 2? God-awful. They got better from there, and I understand the appeal, but they're not great movies. I did like the wizardy battles towards the end, though. So I went back to the books, and I was bored very quickly, and I couldn't make it through book (laughs) 2. I suppose they were not written for a now-not-cool adult, but I saw many adults frantically enthralled with them at the time. They even made, adult versions of the books. I suppose the point is the hype. Worldwide, and and in my opinion, way overhyped. Did any of you read all the books? Did they improve as the films did? Maybe it was just Pretty the wrong quickly. time and place for me.
3: Oh, S- I haven't Steve seen read them or read, read anything them to do with Harry Potter.
1: Listen to the audio books. St- Stephen Fry, isn't it? Yeah, he knows how to read a book. The books are miles better than the films. Books are always better than the films. I read like, I, I,
2: just... I read the first book when it came out, and I, as a child, I didn't enjoy it. Well, was
1: and it I a watched... big book, the first one?
2: No, well, I, no, imagine, no I can't is.
0: remember it being massive.
2: It was like three hundred pages. If that
0: one of them was like like massive
1: wasn't it like a big was it half blood or
2: something was like you could kill a yak with (laughs) it the
1: yellow pages (laughs) (laughs) yeah the order of the phoenix is massive and way too bloated is it I thought that
2: yeah I watched the films as an adult and I thought "Eh, I like number three
1: best
0: out of the films yeah I don't remember yeah number (laughs) three Number three is the time one, the
1: time-travelling one.
2: I watched watched them all kind of in a reasonably kind of back-to-back fashion, so they kind of all bled into each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not wrong, but the second film is the worst film. Which one's the second one with these spiders and stuff? Chamber of Secrets.
2: Okay, moving on to a short one this time. Futile Exercise said, I heard all the hype for the Blair Witch Project, so I was totally underwhelmed when I finally went to watch it. Agreed.
3: Oh, I like
0: that. No, movie. mate. There's nothing scary about it. It's just a woman in the camera going, I'm so scared.
4: Oh, I'm so there's scared. Two things that I find it. effective
1: should... is that it came out of a time where people thought it were real. There wasn't, there wasn't the internet like there is now. Yeah. So it's easy to trick people. Mm. And you've not yep. seen anything like that before. And I still, it, it's not a great film, but I do find those farm footage ones quite uneven, like unnerving because it looks real. Yeah. Look it's how f- Wreck did it way better.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. But the best way to watch that is to get the DVD or Blu-ray, or whatever, and watch the little documentary story about the lore of yeah, yeah, yeah. Blair Witch first, then watch the I like, movie. Also, I also the like the, 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 the mini-documentary documentary so about
0: well. um, how Hollywood had, had fake to bring the actors out and say, look, they're not dead. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: These people are still alive. They're actors. and watch, that. Then watch um, um, um,
1: Blair Witch 2. I've never seen it. No, I don't watch Blair Witch too. It's oh. horrendous. No. It's, it's not even footage. Is that footage the Book one. of
0: Shadows one or something like that? It's
1: like fans or something oh, like
0: Shadows. of the film. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, it's horrible.
3: No, I got my wife to watch The Blair Witch, knowing nothing about it, and I left it for about forty-five minutes. She was a little bit disturbed. And Best way to watch it, it is movie. in the
0: back garden, in a tent, with a torch.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Snotty
2: nose. I mean I mean it could be worse, it could be playing the game.
0: Eh, uh, it's not that bad. Uh, it's very bad.
2: So uh Friend of the show, an enemy of Oodles, Monk's Boy has written in. <laughs> uh, he says, "The Order, eighteen eighty six, so much potential. Hard agree. Oh, God, yeah, so much hype. That game was oh, so hyped, and it, it's the, still gorgeous looking today, though. Oh yeah, it's absolutely beautiful game. One of the best looking games made on the PlayStation Four, yeah. and like early on in its cycle as well, it was nearly photorealistic in places. The problem was the game was five hours long, and you you, you played five ge- hours, mate. I did it in two. <laughs> the, it it took me my playthrough. It took me five hours to play through it, and I played the game for about forty of those minutes.
1: Oh it yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, much cutscene. Yeah. Was this one of oh, the well, games that the hyped the yeah that hyped the PS4 to begin yeah. with? Yeah, it, it was. It was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah,
2: and, and like I said, it was a graphically beautiful game. It was like it was back to that Van Helsing thing. It was like werewolves in London. Yeah, you not play horror, this...
0: but gothic fantasy. Yeah, gothic I'm, I'm, fantasy. I'm coining it. I'm coining yeah.
2: it. Nikola Tesla was in it, building your weapons. Yeah. He, he was your, he was the cue the to your James Bond.
0: It was a bit like Victorian Kingsman, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, and it had some really cool and like the bits of game that you got to play were really good. Like there's a great boss fight against against a lichen in, in a line. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they just fucked it because it was there was so much cutscene in it. And it ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. This,
3: I remember- <laughs> How's that game not been free? Yet? It has it's been. been
0: out. It's I- been on PS Plus. No, it hasn't.
1: Not not for PlayStation it Plus, out? it hasn't. No. because no, no. I've got every I just downloaded it. It's been cheap game. though, hasn't it?
2: It's been very cheap, yeah. It has. It has. I, I remember there's fourteen chapters in the game and I remember at a point when I was playing through it. I went through three chapters without pressing a single button. Yeah,
0: I, want, what, what, uh, <laughs> I think the last chapter is all dialogue, isn't it?
2: It is, yeah. <laughs> it's just Abs- 14 chapters in a five-hour game. Because they're exactly. not very long. They're not very long at all. The first it's
0: chapter just, is five just... minutes long. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's one of those. <laughs>
2: oh, Is it, it directed by Kojima? No, right? no. Is it Ready at Dawn that did this? Uh, yeah, yeah, who are now just doing VR games, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. But you but, can uh, you can see why they went to that, because... It is quite a. It's, it's a technology studio. Yeah, it's a. It's yeah. a tech demo. It's a.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's. It's. It, they're basically the modern equivalent of whatever goes on in John Carmack said.
0: Yeah, you know yeah, they just basically. create incredible
2: technology, but don't know how to put it into a game. Um, yeah. mm. So TIG has popped up with a controversial opinion following last week, <laughs> saying he would like to nominate Breaking Bad as an overrated show. Oh it's not to say it's. It isn't mm. a good show. It most definitely is. But I was sold a story likened to Michael Corleone of The Godfather, my favourite series of movies. The emergence and story of a criminal kingpin. Breaking Bad had its own story, and while not perfect, it's genuinely great at times. But Walt is no Michael, he is no leader of men, he is selfish and cruel without the grand strategy of The Godfather. Jesse Pinkman was the true hero of that story, and his humanity, contrasting against the wastrel of the early episodes, is what really makes that show. I would also like to mention the following. The personal history of David Copperfield. I, od- I adore Armando Iannucci, but that was dull, even with a stellar cast. Mm. Cyberpunk 2077. No game could live up mm. to that hype. <laughs> Fallout 4. Dullsville. I played all of it.
1: I gave up on Fallout 4. I finished. I finished
0: Fallout 4 um, last year. Um, I started it when it first came out, and I just were
1: like, wow. Yeah, I agree. I think I heard a lot of like good prayers about. David Copperfield as well. Yeah, I did. I've not watched it yet, but um, yeah, probably don't need to know. Yeah, <laughs> certainly crit- critically, <laughs> got a lot of good praise. Yeah,
2: I I kind of agree with what Tig's saying about Breaking Bad. Like, I love Breaking Bad. I think it's a great show. But I I also watched Breaking Bad like years after it had finished.
0: Yeah, we were like, saying that last week, weren't we? Yeah. We were like, we're like, we all mm. we're all there going, yeah. You can't deny it. this is a good show. But yeah. I didn't watch it. I, yeah, I I was a bit like. Not like, underwhelmed. Underwhelm's too strong a word.
2: Yeah, no, I, I wasn't underwhelmed with that. I think the problem was, like, I think if I'd watched it as it aired and I had that week between each episode and you build yeah, that hype up in yeah, your own you're head. You're in there, it, aren't you? I think I probably would have gotten on the hype train there, but mm-hmm. after seeing it seeing it afterwards, it's a great show. Yeah. But it's not what people said it was.
3: I discovered it on Netflix when yeah. it had first been put yeah. on there. I was at the
1: first big Netflix.
3: I it's yeah, no better Call Saul, is it, guys? so good. Nope. <laughs> No, no.
1: no I, I love Breaking Bad, but I think Better Call Saul is great. Uh,
2: X Ben Blaster X says this whole episode could be about cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've never played
2: it. However, Duke Nukem Forever, fifteen years in the make, and what an absolute car crash that game was! It was very, very clear in the intervening fifteen years between Duke Nukem 3D and Forever that Duke had aged very badly. Shake it, baby! It's a game none of us needed. Keep it in the past yeah but you know what if Randy Pitchford can put something awful out in the world Randy Pitchford will put something awful out in the world
0: <laughs> <laughs> remember on Duke Nukem 3 give me a jerk and coke any day all the time every time you put some health back on or something oh god I don't really like Duke Nukem 3D I prefer doing the, the
2: thing is if you go back and look at Duke Nukem 3D now it's just like you can, you can see it was obviously made by a bunch of 20 year olds it's like Hey, let's make the police pigs. And he, it's just like, he did it's all the so all,
0: all of his quotes are from other films. I'm all out of gun days. that one.
4: Fucking.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. Hail I'm, to the King, baby. Yeah. Groovy. Yeah, it's ripped off it ripped of Evil Dead, yeah, of Their Live. There's nothing like,
0: original in, in Duke Nukem, yeah. is there? No. I, don't, I never understood the hype for forever. I know it took so long, and everyone's like, here we go, here we go. I never understood it. And there's a little RC level, isn't there, where you're in a little car. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Like I think, <laughs> the, the, the daft thing about Duke Nukem Forever is the DLC that it got was the best bit of the game. Like it's actually genuinely a yeah, really good set of that. levels. Yeah,
1: but the the, bit, I the think base it was... game itself is a trash fire. I think <laughs> the hype was just the fact that 3D was massive. Oh yeah, yeah. like you can't quite zeitgeisty, and and yeah. it was like, oh yeah, the next film, the next one, sorry, game, it's going to be amazing. And then they just never did it. No. And by that time they did it, it was like, fuck, is this? <laughs> 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 the, 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 I think the other thing as well is
2: like the game was obviously it was built several times over but the mechanics they put in would have been great in 2000 then, yeah yeah like if Duke Nukem Forever came out as it is now in the year 2000 people would hail it as better than Half-Life you know but it's because <laughs> it because it was yeah, revolutionary yeah. compared to 1996 the problem is it wasn't revolutionary compared to 2011 when it no. came out yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely man
3: the fact that his character's been reduced to an add on in uh, Bulletstorm,
0: <laughs> yeah, and he's not even the best character in it.
2: <laughs> although, although, to be fair, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that any any game that starts with um, your main your main character talking shit to a pair of twin strippers that are giving him a blowjob is probably not a good way to start a game. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Agreed.
3: Hang on, I'm just trying to see where I can. it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you probably get it on Gog, mate for cheap. <laughs>
2: Uh, Leroy Francisco's come in said Brexit and that's all we're saying uh, a
0: lot of hype, weren't it? a lot of hype <laughs> yeah. but we're
2: seriously, not allowed to discuss it no seriously though the Matrix sequels were bad also Star Wars Episode 9 I don't mind Episode 8 but Episode 9 was a load of nonsense that threw Episode 8 under the bus and I, I agree with that because I really like Episode 8 I know a yeah. lot of people don't but Episode 9 ruins it Episode 9 makes Episode 8 worse in comparison because it just undoes so much because Disney <laughs> like if if the threads that were started in Star Wars Episode Eight were allowed to continue and be finished off properly in mm. Episode Nine, I think people would look at the Last Jedi much better.
1: I mean, Star Wars I should th- have just I, been the original first I think three films. The last, I think the last three, the hype is, failed to deliver on the hype. I mean, coming okay, back yeah. with the new Star Wars. Oh, we have got three. Mm. We got a new trilogy massive yeah. like the news of it's huge everyone's amazed, and they just they didn't they didn't put yeah, you're, on you're it right. at all across the whole trilogy even I enjoyed parts of it yeah. the trilogy itself is just a mess
2: it didn't help that episode 7 was just a remake of the first film yeah it is like nearly really beat is. for beat at remake. least remake empire <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> um, Nimrod Hicks says dear more or less enjoyable he's at it again what <sighs> this needs to stop <laughs> My hype train offering this time I solemnly promised myself I wouldn't buy No Man's Sky then ended up grabbing a day one oh, no. from the supermarket played oh, for no. two hours and it never saw the light of day again. Oh no. <laughs> also, every builder to a major international footy tournament every single time I get it with this time it'll be different look at the quality of our side until the inevitable failure. However, we got to the semis last time and have improved under Gareth Southgate, so you never know. It could be
0: different. I love I love it when Gadget do says it. these type do of words. Him, he's not into football, but when he starts talking football because he's reading something, it's so impressive.
2: Well, the, the, thing is, the thing is, I'm reading it out loud, but in my head, the, 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 there was just there was just a clown with a box going. Dip, dip, yeah, dip, that's dip, dip, what I'm thinking. <laughs> my
1: my favourite thing about No Man's Sky ever is the Jurassic Park piss take. Oh yeah. God! <laughs> yeah, that little music that they play.
4: Please <laughs> 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 insert <laughs>
1: <laughs> just look up no man's sky dress it park it's so, funny. It's the, so the, good the, the
0: most fucked up thing is no man's sky now is brilliant it's, brilliant. it's great game it's it pro- too late yeah. it's,
2: <laughs> as as, yeah. as as was the memes that i brought out several episodes ago mm. we need the gordon ramsay it's fucking raw you need was, more time in the oven <laughs> <laughs> it was so raw but,
0: um yeah i agree yet again with football stuff it's like come on but
2: Believe, come on, we still believe. We can do it's it. Coming, up. Nice. okay. So I'm stealing myself for this one here because Deadbeat punks written
1: in again. Teabag
3: coming home. Oh, he's in. Yeah,
1: or Jad Kipling. Yep, I'm off for a walk with dog. Yeah, <laughs> I'll come back when you're finished. <laughs> We're only joking. We love it, <laughs> dearest modeling esquags. Don't know what an know S-quag that is. is. Um,
2: I hope you all look as well as you sound. No, not today. No. Well, to be fair, you do look as well as you sound. (laughs) Um, Like hammered shit. So he starts off with, I have been a Fallout fan since witnessing my first gratuitous death animation. I happily stomped around the post-apocalypse wasteland, stealing, killing, and insulting everybody I met. Sounds like he's just general data on his way to work. (laughs) Many, many deaths later, I started to pay attention to the quests. Realizing I could complete quests in different methods depending on my skills, the RPG fan in me had awoken. I completed that game, endless times forever, tweaking my character's build and, of course, playing as various shades of arsehole. Fallout 2 followed, funnily enough, and was a revelation. The world was bigger, the quests and the characters were far richer and more well-developed. This, too, remains a fond memory. Hours spent burning my retinas on the wasteland displayed on my monitor. There is outrage at this part of the tale. Black Isle were in the middle of making Fallout 3, titled Van Buren. It promised to be a game to dwarf their previous efforts, but we never got to see this project as Interplay sold the rights to Bethesda. I was a member of a forum called No Mutants Allowed at the time. That place was nuclear for years afterwards. I've heard of that place. (laughs) Bethesda was going to ruin our beloved franchise. Fire and pitchforks. If Twitter had existed at the time, Todd Howard would be ducking from virtual Coke cans full of battery acid. Can this episode be called Todd Howard? It might have to be. (laughs) Not me, though. I always loved Bethesda's games, and after playing Morrowind, I had every confidence they would do justice to the series. Fallout 3 landed and came with a little lunchbox and a bobblehead. I have that set. Mm. Fucking outstanding! They nailed the setting, leaving the vault with jaw dropping and Liam Neeson was me da! (laughs) The naysayers tried to continue their narration of Bethesda's entry not living up to the older games, but they were robbing themselves of an excellent experience. By the time all the DLC rolled out, I was more than satisfied with my time in the Capital Wasteland. Yep. Mothership Leader, that was so good. Oh, yeah. Oh. After Fallout 3, Obs- Obsidian entered the fray. Sharing a lot of DNA with Black Isles, we were finally getting the new Fallout experience from the guided hands of the original team. New Vegas actually gave us a lot of the elements of their cancel Van Buren project. It took what Bethesda made and improved the story elements, including factions and modding weapons the Mojave was excellent to uh, sorry the Mojave was a delight to explore and had tongues wagging for Bethesda's next entry in the series there was quite a wait until Fallout 4 was announced but announced it was at E3 2015 and better again it would only be coming out a few months later Wow! the Pip-Boy Special Edition was pre-ordered Excite- <laughs> Got that. excitement levels peaked I could have pissed myself sober <laughs> a lot of pissing yeah Every screenshot and trailer teased a beautiful open-world setting. It was at this point Bethesda really nailed their merchandising, and I took full advantage of this. Shot glasses, bobbleheads, keyrings, dodgy mobile phone games. Pit Boy. Fallout 4 launched, and Lady Punk accepted she would lose me for a week. Had my <laughs> phone and my Pit Boy, ready to conquer the Commonwealth whilst bopping <laughs> to the Wanderer. It didn't last that long. Lady oh, Punk, no. Lady Punk did not get her week of peace. <laughs> they had turned Fallout into a looter shooter with shed building. They removed dialogue (laughs) options, builds, and skills. You just endlessly leveled up until you gained all the skills you desired. The story was gash. This was a deeply average game, but as a Fallout game, it was a fucking disgrace. This was the last time I blindly pre-ordered. Todd Howard proved that no, no mutants allowed trolls right. They eventually ruined the series. But at least we got some cool merch out of it. I know Fallout Four has its own fans, but Bethesda left the door open for Obsidian's Outer Worlds, so at least we aging wasteland explorers can get our fix somewhere. Still haven't tried Fallout Seventy Six yet. Bring <laughs> back, bring back the growing option in vats. Deadbeat punk.
0: <laughs> Incredible, beautiful, but yeah, Outer Worlds exists, so just enjoy that. Yeah, but yeah, wow, wow, what beautiful uh, yeah, epic I'd... that one was.
3: Yeah, I. I don't understand the base building for. I didn't do 4. it. I just don't see why. Why? No, exactly why? Why? In, in
2: its in its defence, um, because Fallout Four doesn't really explain a lot of the base building stuff properly. If you play it in survival mode, it's essential and it is actually oh, useful. Is it? So, because in survival mode, and this is kind of what they pushed into Fallout Seventy Six as the core gameplay loop, mm. you have you have to manage your hunger, you have to manage your thirst, your medicine, all that oh, kind of thing.
0: Oh, like uh, New Vegas.
2: Yeah, like New Vegas is survival mode or extreme mode or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah, So what you have to do is basically, as you work your way through the world, the world is so big you can't, you don't have fast travel, you so have you have to need,
0: stop somewhere.
2: You have to stop somewhere, so you build the bases as you go, and you like then you know you'll sit there and think, okay, I'm near Diamond City. I need to get this, that, and the other, or do this mission or whatever. I can get over to this side of the map, but I'm going to have to rest and come back and stuff like that. So oh the right. Base building, the base building works in the context. Should have had that on just, standard difficulty. <laughs> Well, that's it. The thing is, the base building works on the in the context it was supposed to be there for. But the, yeah. problem, the problem is like the,
0: accessibility the, and stuff, isn't it? It's you've the accessibility
2: it. into it, but you when you are tutorialized into it when you're building up sanctuary at the very beginning of the game, it is the dullest thing in the world because you've got fucking Preston saying, "Go plant some crops, go build a tower over here, clean up all this litter." It. Exactly, yeah, and it's like it's the worst. Do I want that can? Is it useful? Don't want to yeah, take the, yeah, the camera. Oh
3: yeah, it's, I'll take it up. It's the, oh, I'm too was, heavy. <laughs> fuck it.
2: There is a lot to like about Fallout 4, and I really do would still enjoy Fallout 4.
0: It's got one but of the, my favourite characters, Nick Valentine. Love him. Yeah,
2: I'd love Nick Valentine. Love Nick. But the yeah, the base building thing is one of the best features that's explained in the worst possible way. Because by the, by the time you get further into the game, you'll think. I can build a base here, but I don't fucking want to because that tutorial was so bloody annoying and it wouldn't let me continue until I'd done, I'd gotten the precise screw in the right place or some shit like that. Like, Mm. it's so in its defense, that is the good thing. I will agree though, some of the storyline is shite. There's only one good story in it, like a good major plot line running through. Like, there's four possible endings of it, three of them are bullshit. (laughs)
0: Excellent. Is Is there any more
2: mail? Yes. Excellent. Oh, God. Sorry, my throat's going here. Angry, another big one? <laughs> angry Kurt best boy angry Kurt has oh, come and says point. hi gentlemen I'm going to briefly take this to football
4: oh. yeah yes! it's
2: coming
4: <laughs> oh it's, it's coming up.
1: It's, it's
0: coming football's coming oh <laughs> <laughs> come on Gadget sing uh,
2: very often right. a big match will get hyped up <laughs> and then be a damn squib Apologies to Biggie and Stig, but this was particularly true with the 2019 <laughs> Champions League final between Liverpool and Spurs. After the spectacular semi-finals for both teams against Barcelona and Ajax, respectively, I, I didn't say Ajax. I bet you are expecting me to say Ajax. I, I, nearly, I
0: nearly... I was vaping then. I nearly fucking choked when you said Ajax. I'm like, fucking hell.
2: After the spectacular semifinals for both teams against Barcelona and Ajax, respectively, this game was hyped to the max and ended up being incredibly dull for the neutral uh, fans.
3: Can I quickly mention if you've never ever seen football in your life and then somebody says, watch this yeah. match, oh my god. <laughs> it's such a bad Honestly, match. it's Ooh. not even
1: for the neutrals until Origi scores that second goal right yeah. at the end. It was fucking dull. We scored right the, We scored within the first minute and then yeah. we pretty much defended yeah. on that. How, how
2: do you all remember who scored where in these things? I can barely oh, remember no, what I Salus. had for breakfast. I can tell you
0: exactly, because football Gadget, fans... You know how to get the ultimate weapon on most Final Fantasies. True. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This is Fair enough. It's the same yeah. thing. <laughs> it, it just
2: always baffles me how football fans go, well, that match in 1976, if, he'd scored, if he hadn't scored then, we would have won that one. Like,
1: the thing is with football, it's a secret nerd thing. It's stat uh, heavy. There's a lot of things still It's for nerds. Honestly, yeah. Unfortunately, that. I mean, I didn't give a shit because we won it. Yeah, yeah. It don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Once oh, the final whistle the came, I couldn't give a shit. But, but the match oh, was poor. Boy. Especially, he's okay. right that the semi-finals before that that were incredible okay. on both sides. Kirk goes
2: on to say, in media, I would go to films. I would go to films and Spider-Man Three. I was a yeah, huge wow, fan yeah. of Spider-Man Two and really hyped for Spider-Man Three, which ended up being pretty bad. <laughs> Not the worst film by any means, but nowhere near uh, Spider-Man Two. The
0: bit when they it's when the make poor. Green Goblin lose his memory, <laughs> he's forgot who you are now.
2: Well, no, it no, it no, it, no, it's the Peter Parker dance.
1: Oh, oh yeah,
2: but yeah. he's got his emo fringe going on, and he's giving it large pointing. in the middle of the street, pointing.
1: The only good thing about Spider Man Three is that James Franco meme where he just goes so
2: good.
0: Yeah. like me and Kate <laughs> just,
1: Whenever like we send someone, like we just sent me and Kate will send like that like gift to each other if it's like a, a, an appropriate response to something. It's just like so I always forgot that Sandman's in it. I just, oh, yeah, yeah. I just forget where they just the the um, got a good it's got a good intro to it. We know it just it's... changed up the changed up Uncle Ben's death to involve him, didn't they? Oh yeah, retconned. Yeah. Oh retconned wow. It, yeah.
2: Okay, so last up on the deck we have Ray. It says hi, modern escapism. I remember back when video games still came in physical boxes, and every game shop will likely have had at least one poster of "Are you ready for the zoodles?" Final Fantasy, because we're going back there. <laughs> what is he saying? When the PS3 was announced, the hype around its most important exclusive Final Fantasy XIII and Versus XIII soon reached a boiling point. Yes. New graphics engine for next-gen consoles. New gameplay style promised to revolutionise the old turn-based formula. Not to mention all the new games sharing a universe telling an epic saga of a story. Is it the Fabula
0: Nova Crystallis? Something Something like like that. that. Yeah.
2: (laughs) However, However, it wasn't the case. The graphics were pretty, but not quite blowing anybody's socks off. The semi-action-based battles I can't describe as exciting. While they seem to take away the fun of strategising with the old turn-based design. The whole playthrough doesn't have any towns or cities, let alone a world map to explore. And the epic shared universe? The concept was scrapped at some point when the game was trapped in development hell. What was left behind was a convoluted mumbling of a plot full of self-made meaningless terminologies. However, despite all the trash talk, I still feel bad for Final Fantasy XIII. I don't. The franchise had been bearing the weight of pushing the limit for the RPG, uh, for JRPGs for a long time, but times have changed. The gaming industry has grown out of that stage, and one company that one company can monopolize a genre. But Square Enix still have to go with this over ambitious plans because it's a Final Fantasy title. It's a successor mm. of seven, of eight, of many more. I would say between eight and thirteen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> people expected nothing less. Hopefully the title can go back to being a series of fun games in the future. 15 just looks like The Witcher.
3: <laughs> I swear somebody said to me when that game came out, they played it, they said, yeah, the, the game's not all that, but it really opens up after you've played hours. Like 40 yeah. hours. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah,
0: the first 50 hours is a tutorial going down <laughs> corridors. The last 10 hours, is it's open world. The,
2: the, the worst bit is I got right up to the point where the game was supposed to open up, and I, got, I, I hadn't built my team. Boss. I hadn't built my team properly, and I got basically soft-locked against that boss. I couldn't beat it, and because of the structure of the game, I couldn't go back and grind. Oh, no, you you
0: can't can't go back and grind.
2: You can't (laughs) respec your team. You can't (laughs) change tactics. And it wasn't that I was being bad at the fight. I was just doing it wrong. That boss has an attack that can one-shot your entire team if they've got an HP under a certain level. And he one-shots you
0: near the end of the battle as well. Yeah.
2: Guess guess whose maximum HP was, like, 50 points below that level. (laughs) <laughs> because I put all my points into strength, not into HP. Yeah. And if yeah. lightning dies, everybody
0: dies. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hated that. Oh, With a passion. It's not good at all. <laughs> it's, it's, it, 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 it absolutely fascinates me that they can make, like, Dragon Quest eleven and then Final Fantasy thirteen from the same company. It's like... Uh,
2: you've, you've said it now. You've got to go play it. Fuck. Bye.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's incredible how... I know it's different teams and stuff, but it's just mad. They're not talk to each other in building.
3: I mm. <laughs> did thirteen. Have another two sequels. Set, well. Yeah, and the, the,
0: the, uh, the second insane. Final Fantasy 13 2 is the better of the trilogy. but yeah,
2: it's light- still not good. Lightning Returns wasn't very good. That's the, it's worse than thirteen. Yeah,
0: there's but a timer was- on it. You have to complete it in a certain amount of
2: time. Yeah, and the, <laughs> oh, yeah, hard, you'd then. be fucked. Man. And the uh, and the weird thing is, versus thirteen, which is supposed to be like a fighting game based around Final Fantasy thirteen, became Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah.
0: It did. It's
2: impressive how that can happen in Square The the, the
1: main character from the trailer was Noctis, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. So much final fancy chat on this episode. It's not like, it's like they're not even that good. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Wait while the wrestling special. (laughs) Just throwing that that, uh,
0: line out
2: there. (laughs) Is that
0: everything for the mailbag there?
2: Yes, it is. I'm going to go lie down in a corner and dine.
0: uh, round of applause for gadget there. That was brilliant. Well done, well done. And round of applause for everyone that sent those brilliant bits oh. of feedback. Thank you very much. Uh, we're gonna let Stig wrap this up now with some socials. Everyone's favourite bit. Yeah,
1: everyone loves the socials. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter at Modern Escapism. On there, you'll find a link to all of our episodes, our socials, and our Discord. If you have any comments, you can either tweet us there or you can email us at modernescapismpod at uh, we do some gaming streams, uh, so come and watch us do that at twitch.tv forward slash modernescapism. If Oodles isn't dancing on Garage Roofs this Saturday, <laughs> he might do something. Maybe. We'll uh, let you know. <laughs> I'm not going out for a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Monday's Biggie will carry on his Biggie Die series as he continues
3: to play through Dark Souls. Yeah, in my defense, I was drunk on Bank Holiday Monday. I think we've so got drinking
0: problems like... on this
3: podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, keep... <laughs> we need an intervention. See, you, two,
1: you two keep missing your uh, streams because of drinking, and me and Gadget miss, missed us because, yeah, shit. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, that cast I you off <laughs> so, on. so, yeah, we, we didn't get on uh, our second play of a way out on uh, last week. Server issues, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Was yeah, we couldn't connect to each other. Server, issues. apparently it was um, Apex.
0: Yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah. I read on it. They absolutely destroyed Apex.
1: Fucked uh, the online servers. So yeah, uh, we played Sea of Thieves, which was brilliant. We still had a great time doing that. Fun watch, um, mate. I watched it. Really, really good time playing that. I uh, threw up in a bucket and threw it on Gadget's face. (laughs) (laughs) And then we played the game. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to watch. Uh, I
0: don't really, I don't really like playing it that much, but I love watching it.
1: Yeah, but we'll, we'll be back uh, playing that. We will have played it again um, last night yeah. when you uh, hear this, and we'll be back with that um, for as long as it takes us to get through. Yeah. Uh, so next week's episode, we are going to be doing fads. So Tamagotchis, Yo-Yos, Pokemon cards, troll dolls, or a stick in a tyre if you are Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's actually a good joke. So yeah, uh, fads. Let us know what fads you got into in your youth or you are still into right um, now. This might
0: be the one that I get kicked off the internet with.
2: <laughs> we, all, we, all,
1: we all know about your
2: Pornhub comments.
0: I've got worse than that, mate. I've, got... oh, I've been into some fads.
1: Oh, boy. Woo. Looking forward to right. it. Guess, yeah. hey, so listeners, what...
2: guess which one of us was in a cult. <laughs> I start the cult. <laughs>
1: And as as ever, leave us those five-star reviews. Uh, We really appreciate um, a good review and just drop it on Apple Podcasts or
3: wherever you listen to us. If you don't, we'll get Todd Howard to come around and see you. With all his (laughs) jank.
0: (laughs)
4: He's going to
1: come in like this. That's not what I I meant. (laughs) Todd, put your jank
0: away.
3: (laughs) Check out my jank. So on that,
0: we will... Uh, Bid you a fond farewell, and we will see you for fads next week. Um, It's been a pleasure, and you're lucky that I'm on the show this week. Or unlucky, who knows? Uh, Good night.
1: Sorry about my language.
3: (laughs)
0: Someone's ordered takeaway without me. Bastards.